And now, introducing the man who might suddenly disappear into a cornfield to be never seen again after this show. He's the only person in America who thinks Field of Dreams is an overrated movie and isn't a good story. The man who was seen swinging a bat behind the dugout of a 14U game attending to hone his skills and play in the 2022 Field of Dreams MLB game, and also the man who spent his entirety of his Thursday night researching what happened between Cal Ripken and Kevin Costner. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. Bring that. Bring that uh, music. Yeah, down. I gotta bring it a little bit down. Uh, bring, bring it down on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning. Hello from the uh, from the press box studios. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I think you could bring my gain back a little bit as well. Bring my. Okay. Bring it down. Uh, no problem. As well, that'd be good. Hi. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He is Zach Goodman from the Bat Around. He's in for Kyle this morning. As Kyle is at a wedding. I don't think he's getting married. Um. Ever. I feel like I that would think, be a thing you, know, you would I, know about. You know, if, I, I, would, if, <laughs> I would think he would have told me if that yeah, was the case. I, I don't think it's his own wedding. I think he's just at a wedding is mm, uh, what's yeah. going on somewhere in uh, upstate New York. Um, so uh, he'll be back on Monday, and I'll tell you a little bit more about some uh, programming notes a little bit later on in the show. Uh, looking ahead to next week, but um, not here today. Zach's here, and uh, we're good to ha- good to have you back, Zach. Thank you, appreciate good it. To Happy to be you. here. Happy I to be I here. Think you're, I think you can bring your game down a bit as well. Maybe a little bit. Too. Maybe I a think little both bit. Both of us can have our. I'm a little loud this morning. Yeah, I think we're both a little a little hot. Hot mic, hot mic over here. A little bit hot. Um, okay, so I I got a lot of I've got a lot on my mind coming up on the program today. We're gonna chat with Bo Smolka, our weekly visit with the Press Box Ravens beat writer. Of course, they play there. Preseason opener. Can't wait. Night. Can't wait. Looking I, forward to it. I will be in attendance. Looking forward to it. God bless you. I uh, <laughs> I will not watch a single play, uh, well. uh, nor will I watch a single play of either of the other preseason games. I am not. I do not do preseason football. It's not a thing. I will not watch. Um, that being said, we talk about it because for some reason you guys seem to think it matters, and if that's the case, God bless. Um, we will do that with Bo Smolka. We will also talk some football later on with Jim Miller, former uh, NFL quarterback. He played for some team, the Steelers. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Um, but uh, Jim, of course, now with SiriusXM NFL Radio. He was out in Owings Mills doing his show this week. So we will talk to him about what he saw from the Ravens during his visit to town. And you never know what else might pop up during the course of the show. Of course, today is the final day for our summer intern, Young Jack. And so at some point during the show, we'll have to do his final exam. Mm. Uh, You've been studying, right? It's good. That's smart. We'll do the final (laughs) exam a little bit later on in the show as well. I don't know. I got. I looked at it. It's it's not easy. It's a tricky final exam. And of course, if he doesn't pass, no credit for the entire year. That's wow. just the way that it goes. All of this yeah. was all of this was worth nothing. Seems serious because he sure as hell didn't get paid. I mean, jeez, this will all be worth nothing if he fails the exam. We'll see how it goes. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get your roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm most certainly not the only man. I was actually... Uh, it was a. I saw a, Andrew Stecka. I had this a weird, It's not just Andrew Stecka. I, I had a weird. I had a weird thing that happened yesterday, mm-hmm. where I've always uh, been reluctant to discuss the fact that Field of Dreams is not a good film, because it's so beloved that like I I felt like people are unwilling to actually have the conversation, 
as I learned, um, it's far more common than I realized it was that people actually recognize it's not a good film, almost to the point where it made me have to reconsider because once so many people shared that opinion, I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm I'm not wrong, right? No, I'm definitely not wrong. What to you um, makes Field of Dreams a bad movie? It's not a good plot. It's not a good story. There's no actual... As my buddy, but it is, though. As my buddy Chris DeShield explains, there's no discernible plot in the film. The entire concept, and the way I described it yesterday when we were having this conversation is the premise is built off of the words because baseball. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing actually to be learned. The idea is all of your problems can be solved by baseball. And this is with no offense or no disrespect to baseball. Yeah. That doesn't work. Insert anything else into that sentence. That's not a premise. That's not a, that's not a plot. That's not a story that's worthy of telling. I compared it to there was a movie a couple years ago called Blinded by the Light. Um, which is about these um, uh, these these young uh, Punjab um, two two I think two of them were guy boys and one of them was a girl but they were all uh, friends and they were sort of growing up together in in this particular part of London that was underprivileged and how they all fell in love with Bruce Springsteen and I kept thinking there would be a point because critics love this movie and I realized that it's just because critics all love Bruce Springsteen the only point of the movie was. Bruce Springsteen can solve all of your problems, and and no, he I, I can certainly confirm. cannot. I assure you of that. <laughs> um, and I'm not even somebody who hates Bruce Springsteen. I I'm I'm I do not. I'm a obs- self-acclaimed uh, Bruce Springsteen super fan. Okay, so, I'm yeah. not I'm not yeah. obsessed with Bruce Springsteen in any way, but I think some of his that's music, America. Right I think there. some of his music is pretty good. I I went and saw him in New Orleans during oh, my bachelor nice. party years nice. ago. I've seen Bruce Springsteen a few times. It, he's fine, um, but but most certainly cannot solve all your problems. Any story that's presented with the premise being this entity can solve all of your problems is a bad story. It is not a story worthy of being told. And like the idea that the only way that you could ever reconnect with your dead dad is if you built this baseball stadium. Nobody wants to acknowledge this probably means he wasn't a person that was worthy of reconnecting with. It's a terrible story. It's terrible. I respectfully disagree. It's, I respectfully what, it, it is a very touching movie and a very entertaining what American you're, baseball what you're movie. What you're confused with is because it's Americana. Yes, Because it is. we love the concepts of baseball and apple pie and all of that crap. Mm-hmm. We think that it was a good movie. It was not. As I've said before, what makes The Sandlot so great is it's not really a baseball movie. It's a coming-of-age movie that's told through the prism of baseball, which is great. Hot take. But... What's that? I don't like that movie. The, I don't is, like The Sandlot. I, 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 what do you? What movie? Give me three movies you like, and we'll see oh, if oh, we just can baseball movies or no, just no, regular just movies. movies. Oh, my favorite movie of all time is Interstellar. It's incredible. Um, it's I love Inception. It's a great yeah, movie. Weird. And we'll go with Moneyball. Love Moneyball. Well, Moneyball is also not a good movie. Whoa, whoa, uh, Moneyball whoa, is also whoa. Not back a good up, movie. back up, Glenn. There's so many problems with Moneyball. The notion that winning twenty some con- or what was it twenty one consecutive games is as good as winning a World Series. Is I, I agree with you there. I agree with you. Building there. building the entire motion picture around a win streak that proved to mean nothing was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Secondarily. Um, the notion that what they were doing was really that interesting is far-fetched. It wasn't that interesting. It was telling, basing the story around Scott Hatterberg instead of around the fact that they just happened to have all the good pitchers. Nonsense. It's a nonsense story. Wow. It's always been a nonsense story. <laughs> but again, and this is where I, what I'll give to Field of Dreams too. We 
we don't like to talk about it because there was good acting. And when there's good acting, we don't like to have a conversation about whether or not the story was actually any good. There was good acting in Moneyball. Brad Pitt was excellent. Jonah Hill was quite good. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman legitimately made me think he was Art Howe. I mean, like, he was, he became Art Howe. Um, Chris Pratt played Scott Hatterberg, and I love Chris Pratt, but I just don't care about Scott Hatterberg. I, maybe if you didn't know anything about baseball, you might be able to enjoy that part of it. Like, trying to make it seem like Scott Hatterberg had anything to do with why the Oakland A's no. were good yeah, no. was a crock of S. Yeah. Scott definitely, Hatterberg definitely. was a nothing player on that baseball They took some team. liberties in the, in this whole story of but, the but, Oakland A's, But yes. that's the, the only thing that would be interesting about that Oakland A's team wasn't what they were doing with analytics. It was that they had all of the good pitchers. Yeah. That did. was they what did. made that that's an interesting not, team. That's not incorrect was that they had the good pitchers and that wasn't they didn't even bring that up during the course of the film i also read a little bit of the book so i mean that's the whole thing and the point of this being <laughs> there was good acting in field james Earl jones was phenomenal kevin costner yes it's not a top three kevin costner film but um it kevin costner was good and again played the americana side of it so well that that you confuse yourself into thinking it was a great acting performance from Kevin Costner. It was a it was a good performance. James Earl Jones, of course, was breathtaking as he always is. Burt Lancaster was great. There was plenty of good acting within Field of Dreams, but the story sucked. The story was never worth telling. If you could go back and revisit it, there might be a story in there somewhere that was worth telling. A story about a desolate farm and using baseball to save the farm that had nothing to do with trying to get shoeless Joe Jackson to come back and play baseball there. That was more worthy of doing the right thing, of providing something for people in town. Something along those lines other than just because baseball which wasn't a story that was worth telling. And it, the thing, I had a bunch of people, well, you're, you know, your heart is just cold because you can't, you, you, you're not thinking about what it means well, to, you know you're gonna get to have, a, have a catch with your dad. Like, you can, there's a million ways that you can do that. There was a story that could have involved having a catch with your dad that would have been worth telling. This wasn't the one. But no, you know, I, I, it's, that all being said, this is the, the weird part. I was always excited about this thing last night. I always thought it was a great idea. I always thought it was cool, despite the fact that I don't love the movie, in part because a lot of people do. I, ex- I respect that, that a lot of people love the movie. And also because it was playing a baseball game in the middle of a cornfield. That's never, Which is amazing, right? That, like that's, I, I don't care if there was no movie. Yeah. That's a great idea. It it's is a, a great, great idea. It's a great concept, putting a nationally broadcast baseball game in the middle of a cornfield in an Iowa is a tremendous idea always. They lucked out that the teams were still relevant by the end of the year. It would have been a problem if they had like scheduled this and yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be the Nationals and you know insert other name, you know, other team here that was supposed to be good that proved not to be very good this year. Maybe they, like the Twins. Would be, there you go. If would it, be a fine it would have been like the Nationals Twins yeah. that were scheduled to play in this game which the beginning of the year would have looked like a good idea. You're right. right. Um, it would have ended up biting them in the ass a little bit. Of course, on top of that, the fact that the game ended up being phenomenal um, goes a long way. But this was always a good idea. And I'm for when you have a 162-game season, which we all know is probably about 20 games too long, I'm for doing more things like this. I loved yeah. I know it was only in spring training, but I love the idea of the Orioles or Nationals playing games in Annapolis. I love the idea of taking 
when they did the game at Fort Bragg a few years ago, I thought that was a great idea. It did not resonate like this one did, but I thought it was a great idea. A lot of people were talking about, could you recreate a Sandlot concept and have the Dodgers play a game there at some point? I think that's a wonderful thing to yeah, think about. Yeah, why not? Why not? Do all of these things. I'm sure. For, it, there is so much monotony in regular season baseball. There is so much of the same. There is so much of day-to-day outside of who the starting pitcher is and whether or not there's an outstanding starting pitcher that's going or, in the case of the Tigers today, Miguel Cabrera about to hit his 500th home run. Outside of something like that, regular season baseball is a lot of monotony because there's so many bloody games. Yeah, yeah. So I'm for doing more of these. I'd be for... Like every team having one of these types of games a year, Mm -hmm. something that's a little bit different. I was really excited that the Orioles were going to play a game in Williamsport um, before that got canceled due to COVID. Even though that's just a you know a minor league stadium, it's not a special thing like Field of Dreams. But you play in front of those kids. I've watched those games they played, the little league um, games they played in the past, and I thought they were neat. I thought it was a neat concept to put the game in front of an audience of kids, in front of an audience of little league baseball players and have it be a special thing that sort of existed on its own. I'm for more of that. I was going to go up to Williamsport for that game, frankly. Um, like, I am for doing more of those things. This was a win. I-, I had somebody immediately say, is it a mistake for them to already announce they're doing it next year because do you run the risk of this, of the ex- that the excitement about it was that it only happened once. You can't really recreate the Kevin Costner and the players walking out of the corn next year. You've done that already. Like you, You've already done that. You already got that image out there. It wouldn't sting the same the next time. And that's probably true, but I'm still in favor of doing it again. I'm still in favor of... And I think people would watch it. I don't think people are going to say, oh, since they did this last year, I'm not interested I don't think anymore. It's got to be the right team. I don't too. think they'll watch it like they did last night. I think last night's game... Yeah, maybe not. I, like, I was to understand this, that this was the greatest ad revenue that uh, Major League Baseball has ever had for a yeah. regular season yeah. baseball game. I don't know what the ratings will prove to be. I'm guessing that, that's, High, that I'm they're sure. going yeah. to be quite good once... I don't know if they've already announced them. Um, well, look, I mean, I, I don't like watching the Yankees. I don't. I, I, there's no reason for me to watch well, the Yankees outside of... I, I do like watching the Yankees because Yankee, I can watch the Yankees lose. That I, for what it, okay, I, that's I'm fair. more interested in watching a game that involves the Yankees than I would be watching, say, with no offense, the White Sox and the, you know, the Twins because sure. I have no dog in that fight. But when the White Sox play, this is the reason why you always put the Yankees in the game, because half the people love the Yankees and half the people hate the Yankees. Everybody's got a reason to watch. Right. That's, that's a good point. It's what I talk about. Like it, It's the same concept that I say in the NCAA tournament. I love watching Duke lose, except for the thing where I can't get to watch them lose again. Like I, 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 I kind of hated having an NCAA tournament without Duke because you didn't get to watch him lose. Um, Fair I, enough. In the, in the playoffs, I like watching the Yankees lose. It gives me great joy. I, I'm more interested in an NFL playoff game when I get the chance to watch the Steelers lose, and I know that's more regional than you know, a national brand that people love watching lose. But like, it's that point. The point is there are, certain, there are certain teams that we feel strongly about. The Yankees we feel strongly about. We don't feel nothing towards, whereas a lot of teams around baseball we feel nothing towards. Yeah. To your point, if it was a superstar, if they had – if next year there's a healthy Mike Trout – and you could put the Angels in that game, and you could have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani both playing in the corn. 
maybe you somehow make it like an Angels Cubs game because I know that you want to have the the Chicago market because it's close to Iowa. The Cubs have a, an affiliate in Iowa. That would have been great, really like, a good idea. Like that would have made sense. Now, as it turns out, the Cubs ended up being really bad this year. So like, true, you know, that would have hurt them. Maybe you need to do this earlier in the year to make sure the teams aren't. We don't know the teams are that bad by the time we get there. I don't have all of the answers for uh, how to make it work. So I said this on Saturday, and Paul, and Paul Valley disagreed with me on the bat around that. I think only the most historic teams should be playing the one, the very symbolic teams like the White Sox, like the I, Yankees, I, like I the get, Cubs. I get your thought process there. But yeah, it I, just makes sense based on the fact that everything was very rustic. Everything was very, right. you know, 1920s instead of I just of think 20s, it, 20s. I, I think it's too important to baseball. If you're going to do this, like they built the stadium, they mm-hmm. they put a lot into this. Yeah. If you're going to do this, you have to know that you're going to get banged for your buck as far as ratings are Exactly concerned. what I'm saying, yes. Um, mm-hmm. You have to know that. You and put the Orioles and the Pirates in there. Yeah, well, and I mean, two, they, two they, historic teams, they but definitely, no one yes, cares. They definitely would not do that. There's no doubt no they would do that. No one cares, right. Um, yeah. But they, they, you have to get some bang for your buck as far as um, the ratings are concerned doing something like this. And we'll see what it looks like moving forward. They are going to at least do it next year. I don't know if they're committed to doing it every year for the foreseeable future, but they're at least going to do it next year. And that's, you know, that's... Yeah, I mean, given the fact they poured all the money into the stadium, they're not just going to say, okay, this is a one-time thing. I mean, they could have, what, Little League teams play there. They could have, you know, men's leagues play there, whatever. But you're you're going to to put another major league game there at some point. They're going to do something else with it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was, say, the Cubs and Cardinals. That'd be amazing. I love that. I love that. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but you also have to get teams to give up a home game in order. It's a whole. It's there's so many so much politics yeah. involved. But I'm telling you, even though I, it's not the movie for me. Even though I don't, I loved it. It was great. Me too. The me imagery too. was tremendous. It was diff. It was just something different to look at. And and yes, it helped that the baseball game was was phenomenal and ended up being quite thrilling. And Tim Anderson, who's an unbelievably exciting, yeah, fun player ends up being the hero in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Yankees lost. So, like, all of that It all worked out. Right. All yeah, of it, it all was a out. big thumbs up if you're going to watch a baseball game. I enjoyed every aspect of the Field of Dreams game last night. Love that it. was a big win uh, for baseball, obviously. And they don't get a lot of those during the course of the season. I mean, and just, really, it's their own doing. They, they it's really... It's part of their own doing. But it's also, it, it, is, it really is the nature of... Look, the, the NBA doesn't get anything in the regular season that matters. There's sure. only one sport where the regular season really matters, and that's football, because there's so few games. When you play in a sport that has so many games, it's just hard to get people to care more about one regular season game than another. It's very difficult to do. Yes. Because yes. there's going to be another one tomorrow. Yeah. Y- if you miss this one, it's not the end of the world. They're going to play another one tomorrow. It's very tough to get people to care about regular season games in any sport that, I mean, outside of your own team. Of course, you, yeah. it, 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 your own team, if they're at least good enough to matter. You know what I mean? Like, outside of your own team, it's very difficult to care about anything other as far anything else as far as regular season baseball yeah. is concerned. If a pitcher is pitching a no hitter and they've got it on MLB Network, you'll flip over and you'll watch the pitcher go for a no hitter. Sure. If again, I'm sure they'll be cutting into Miguel Cabrera's at bats all weekend. Yep. You'll you'll maybe flip over and watch that, uh, especially because there's not a lot of great. This is not a good sports viewing weekend. There's I not have a lot to, else going on. I have to ask you, how many times have you sat down the season in front of your TV and said, "Okay, I'm going to watch the Orioles." I'm, oh, this mean, they're almost very little. Very okay. little. Okay. I mean, like the first couple of weeks of the season, you know, like you. Yeah, sure. You, the excitement's you, there. You, the, you, yeah. You watch because it's back in your life, and you like having it back in yes. your life, and also because there, you never know. There is the. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they started off there's the one in a million scenario where they buck everything that you thought they were going to be and they're going to be good. 
and and this is different too because at a younger age when I didn't have kids when I I probably would still be watching like in the dark ages I watched more frequently than I watched this season it's just now it, no I, that makes sense that you, know, know, you, you prioritize things in life wasting your time watching bad baseball is yeah. just not something I've got I don't have as much time in order to be able to do that at this point um, I do have to prioritize things that I'm interested in, things that I think matter, and, and it's the nature of the job, too. If I thought that this city was living and dying on nightly baseball games, I, I would be more inclined to watch because I would yeah. need to feel that, but I don't feel that whatsoever, so that changes that. But, you know, if the Orioles have been good, I assure you, I would have been watching every night. That's that's the way, or even at least... Or making it, the effort Not even to. necessarily the effort good, to. but interesting mm-hmm. and this team yeah. didn't even find interesting there are a couple of players yeah, that have been interesting you know cedric mullins has certainly been interesting sure. but as a team they haven't even been yeah. interesting that's the, been the issue hopefully they get there in, in a year or two and we'll be able to I, uh, I, sit down I, and I, watch I, I look forward games. To when, when they're yeah. there i promise you and so and this is i i'm gonna bring up the concept of gatekeeping later on in the show remind me about that okay um because i wrote about it a little bit today at pressboxonline.com there will be gatekeepers that will say, well, that makes you a bad fan. And I just know it doesn't. It, it just, the, ev- the, ga- the gatekeeping is getting out of hand. It really there is. There's a lot of gatekeeping. Save it. We'll get back to okay. the gatekeeping. Uh, right now, we need to make a, we need to call Bo. We do. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. Window Nation is celebrating their 15th anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. Or you buy two windows and you get two free. Plus, you pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com in order to find out more. Preseason opener for the Ravens tomorrow night as they host the New Orleans Saints. Who's actually going to be playing, particularly at wide receiver? Let's find that out right now. Joining us now, as he does every week, he is Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka, and he's with us here on GCR. Bo, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? I'm all right, man. Um, I guess let's start, before we get to the, the broader picture, let's just zero in on Rashad Bateman. All we know as of right now is he's had this groin surgery. It, it seems like it's reasonable to say that like week one is in doubt for Rashad Bateman. I would say week one is in doubt for Rashad Bateman. I would agree with you. I mean, John Harbaugh, said sometime in September he's trying to be as vague as he can be, which he will be most of the time with injuries. Uh, but if you figure it's basically one month from today is the opening game, he's got to recover from surgery, get back into shape and whatever else till they think he's ready. And they have often said, you know, they, they want to treat some of these. They're going to be cautious. You don't want to have a guy do something and suddenly, and I know it's going to be surgical repair, but the last thing you want is to, push him back too soon and now half the season's gone instead of a game or two so I would I would be very surprised if he plays in week one I think personally the more likely scenario is he is on the initial 53-man roster and then placed on short-term IR Mm -hmm. Uh, the the NFL has effectively carried over the injured reserve rules from last year so remember in the past you could only designate one player all year for to return uh, now, not only can you designate an unlimited number of players to return, but you only have to be out for a minimum of three weeks. So if they were to go that route, Rashad Bateman goes to IR before the week one game, he would, he would be able to come back as soon as week four. 
Um, and I think that's a more likely scenario than him playing week one, quite frankly. So it's possible that he'll just start on the regular season and maybe he's back in week two against the Chiefs or week three. But I think putting him on short-term IR is a decent possibility, and I think it's more likely than him being ready for week one. I think the concern that a lot of people have isn't necessarily about you know the idea that he might miss a couple of games. It's more that for a rookie wide receiver – you know, missing this much time to get, you know, get used to the offense, be around your quarterback, all of those things could end up being hurtful when there typically is a bit of a curve anyway for rookies in the NFL. Well, there's no doubt about that. But, I mean, let's face it. He and Lamar Jackson had one practice together. Yeah. One. Uh, now, I, you know, because Jackson, of course, missed the first 10 days, he came back and then Bateman got hurt. Um, so those two together are going to have very little field time together uh, before the season, and that's just a fact. So, yeah, there's, also, there's always concern about making the adjustment to the NFL for rookie receivers, uh, rookies of every position, but I, I, I totally understand your point. But at this point, he's got to get right, and he's got to get fixed, and, and then they'll, they'll go from there. There's a lot of a lot what we saw from him. There's a lot to like about him. He's fluid as a runner. He's good hands. Everything they like about him. And, you know, he had been durable at Minnesota, so th- what's, what's to be done now? They just have to get him right and then move on from there. Bo, the, who is going to play as far as wide receivers are concerned tomorrow night? Who, who actually yeah, will be funny, on the field? right, because Marquise Brown won't play. Miles Boykin won't play. Uh, I don't think Sammy Watkins will play. I think if he does, maybe a series, but I would be surprised to see much of him at all. Deion Kane was a guy who had been coming along pretty well. He had had a couple strong, a strong week or two in practice, but he's missed, I think, the past four practices, so I don't think he'll play, and I think that's really hurt his chances because if you were going to have a long shot come on and make this roster out of the wide receiver group, he was looking like a decent possibility. He was a downfield threat and made a lot of catches, but the coaches always say the best, avail- the best ability is availability, and Kane suddenly is not available. I think we'll see plenty of James Prochet, who's been one of the standouts in camp. We'll see Devin Duvernay, who's coming on strong. We'll see Tylen Wallace, the other rookie draft pick receiver. I think it'll be interesting to see what he does. Benjamin Victor, Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore is a guy that I think has – he had a really good showing in training camp, a practice squad guy last year, um, looked good in the spring, and then kind of quieted down a little bit. But he's, he just seems to always make a player so every single practice. So mm-hmm. – He's I, right now. I'm putting together a thing about you know five guys that are on the bubble that could make a a statement with with this game. And Jalen Moore has been one I think would move up in the list only for one. As you said, there's no other receivers playing. Right. The guy's going to get a chance. Right. No so doubt. If these other guys are hurt. And 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 as John Harbaugh said about Prochet, he's on the field every day, and that actually counts for something. And Moore has done that as well. So I think we'll we'll see a lot from from more as well and it's certainly an opportunity for those guys there's no you know as 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 maybe even james prochet's roster spot was not necessarily guaranteed coming into this year despite being a draft pick it's an opportunity for those guys to prove why they belong he's bo smolka press box ravens beat writer he's with us here on glenn clark radio uh bo what about lamar um are are is he going to play if he does like how much would he play i know this is always a weird thing for teams because you know, they, they, they want to have guys go out for the home game in the preseason, but, you know, he's barely been out there. It seems like it's an, a risk that's not worth taking. What's Lamar's story going into the preseason opener? 
I agree with you that to me it's a risk that not that's not worth taking. I don't make the decisions in case you wondered. Yeah. Um, John Harbaugh was very clear now. That's about that's it. new because you typically got to make these calls in the past. That's right. So that's that's weird. Two years right? ago, <laughs> two years ago in the preseason opener, Lamar Jackson played the entire first quarter. They had three possessions, and he played a total of sixteen snaps. He played the first quarter, led them on two scoring drives, but. Uh, this time around, he's had five practices. Uh, the offensive line is going to be missing no no less than three starters, probably. And so it's going to be a mishmash up front. Um, so the risk there versus the reward of playing eight snaps, 12 snaps, or whatever it is, to me, isn't worth it. I would be surprised. I don't expect to see him. I will be surprised if he plays. And I tend to agree with that, and it seems like the smarter thing, the more prudent thing to do. I know it's just a bitter pill for um, for franchises because they are still charging prices for these tickets, and so they, they try to have those guys play, but I, I think it's the more prudent football thing to do. You referenced the... Also, also keep in mind, they've got two joint practices with Carolina next week, and I think these joint practices have, started, have, have highly increased That's a great value point. from the point of view of the coaches. Yeah. So, um, they'll have a chance to see him in that kind of situation. That's a very good point. Um, Bo, you reference the offensive line, and with that in mind, I think it's important to point out um, there are other guys that are missing. There are other guys, other injuries that popped up even this week. Uh, when you say that at least three guys are going to be out, can you run through where we are with, you know, uh, I know Ben Cleveland's been banged up. I know Bradley Bozeman's been banged up. Where are we with all of those guys, and, and who's been able to get back onto the field at this point? It's... So Bozeman only missed one day. He, he left practice early one day. He missed the day. And then he was out there uh, in the last practice on Thursday, and he looked, he looked fine. I, I expect we'll see him. Alejandro Villanueva uh, was out one day. We thought it was a vet day, but then he was also out the next day. So he's dealing, obviously, something's a little nagging him. Of course, Ronnie Stanley's not out there. Kevin Zeitler's not out there. Um, and you referenced Ben Cleveland, who's a candidate at left guard, he left practice one day and did not practice Thursday. So he's probably questionable for this one as well. So that's five of your top, probably top seven or eight linemen that either won't play or probably won't play. Kevin Zeitler, you know, he's going to be the starting right guard when he's healthy. And we did see him at practice yesterday off on a side field. He was doing conditioning work and he was getting in his stance and driving off of, of his stance, simulating a play. And he looked good. So I think he's close to returning. But we're not going to see him tomorrow, I'm sure. So, again, then you're looking at a, a, a several backups. Are For them, you talk about opportunity, right? There's probably, to my mind, six or seven locks on that offensive line if everyone is healthy. So there's a couple spots left to be had, and these guys are going to be fighting for them. Guys like Ben Bredesen, who's a second-year mm-hmm. guy and was a mid-round draft pick um, but hasn't shown up yet. So it's a huge opportunity for him. Um a guy like um, Tristan Colon, who might probably be in the mix at center, if, you know, as a backup to Bozeman. He'll probably play a lot tomorrow. Bozeman probably won't play much. So he's got a chance to show much. The outside, the tackles, like Andre Smith, a veteran who took last year off, um, was COVID, trying to mix in and be, the, you know, like a backup swing tackle. But honestly, he has not looked very good this training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten beaten a lot, and sometimes he's on the ground and, so he's got to show more. So it's opportunity for them. But this, again, inform, would inform my decision on whether to play Lamar Jackson. Of course. You're going to be missing three or possibly four of the guys you project to be starters up front. Um, it, it, makes it, you know, it makes it challenging. And 
And so opportunity for those guys, sure, but it's going to be a um, – there will probably be a lot of different combinations used in this game. And quite frankly, they still don't know what the combination will be up, up front on the offensive line. And it's likely that the five they want to play up front won't do so at all until the week of the first game of the season. And that's just – again, it, 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 there's nothing they can do about it, but that's where they are. Bo, obviously tomorrow is a really big day for the backup quarterbacks, Tyler Huntley and Trace McSorley. This is a big day for them to show that you know one of them belongs. If the Ravens do keep uh, you know three QBs, and obviously both of them are going to make the team, but which one so far has looked better to you in camp, and then how much can they really improve their stock tomorrow night based on their play? I think McSorley's looked better in camp. I think they've both had good days, and they've both had bad days. It's interesting because I think Huntley – has sometimes shown the bigger arm, and when play breaks down, Huntley has looked better in the open field. But McSorley has looked, I thought, better so far this training camp. I think he's thrown with more confidence, and he's actually looked more confident running the offense. Um, Based on how they've been running reps and stuff, it seems McSorley is ahead of Huntley. Um, How much they could help their stock tomorrow, I mean, I don't know if there would be a change if one guy throws three interceptions, the other guy throws none, if that flips the, if that flips the lines on the depth chart. I don't know that. But I would, I would handicap it as McSorley being ahead of Huntley right now. Um, I still go back and forth all the time uh, about whether to keep two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks. You've got Lamar Jackson who's not vaccinated, and that could become an impact. And then, of course, the question is, if you do try to just keep two quarterbacks, you expose risking one of those other guys to waivers, would one of those guys be claimed by another team? Would you be able to get that other person back on your practice squad? Maybe not. Um, so the, it, it's, it's kind of a very interesting dilemma they're dealing with. But as of now, and I watch them, I have McSorley ahead. Just another minute or two here with Press Box Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka, who's with us on GCR. Uh, Bo, uh, quickly, the... Um... You, just only because you brought up Ronnie Stanley, I think a lot of people might have said, wait a second, I thought Ronnie Stanley was back. We saw Ronnie Stanley back on the practice field this week. Are, are we completely confident that that means he's good to be back for week one of the season? I, I think they. I, I think that they believe he'll be back for week one of the season. Back on the practice field has basically meant um, doing a little bit of individual work. Right. For example, the other day they came out, the whole team was in pads. It was going to be a padded practice. Stanley was just in shorts in his jersey, and he took part in like the some of the one, you know, the individual blocking sled work with the linemen and, and could feel how the ankle worked and so forth. He did a little bit of one-on-one pass rush drills, but then when anything went into full team or, you know, full group work, he didn't take part in that. Then he was off a day, then he came back and did it a day, then he was off a day. So I think they're gradually easing him back in. I don't think we'll see him even in any of the three preseason games. Sure. Um, but I do, I think, and John Harbaugh said earlier, he's, he said he's very much on schedule. Um, and I think they've been eyeing week one all along. So, yeah, I think he will be ready for week one. All right. And give me somebody else. One other, you know, I know you're going to write about it at PressBoxOnline.com, but one other name just that you can tease here that we should be interested in going into this preseason opener tomorrow night. Well, we talked about him last week, Chris Westry, um, mm-hmm. a defensive back, six foot four. He's got length. And again, you've got Jimmy Smith hurt, Nigel Warrior hurt, I'm on Marshall, missed the last couple of days, he's hurt, Khalil Dorsey got hurt. There's a lot of cornerbacks are, are out, and Westry 
has been playing quite a bit. You know, you got Peters and Averett and Humphrey, and they're all solid. They've played well. But Westries, if you're going to have a guy who's going to be in the mix at, at corner as a long shot to make the team, his six four length is hard to miss. And um, he, he's, he's made plays on the ball. He's playing with more confidence, too, the more he's played. And um, so I think he's a guy that's put himself in the discussion to make the team. When, you know, he played a couple games for Dallas last year. He's not an undrafted rookie. He's played a couple games for Dallas last year. The Ravens signed him in January. But, like I said, his length is impressive, and he can be, you know, consistency and athleticism, and does he move the right ways? All of those things are working with him on. But he's played with some confidence this week, and I think he's going to get a lot, especially in this game, Humphrey and Peters probably won't play much, if at all. And I think Westry is a guy who will have every opportunity to show more. He looked to be a little gimpy, actually, in practice on Thursday. He looked like he was, <laughs> Why something not? was bothering him a little bit. But um, yeah. he's a guy that's impressed this, this camp. As a guy who's put his stock in the mix, Westry is a guy who's done that. All right. Uh, Bo, uh, we have the final couple of days for people to go pick up this print issue of Press Box, which had Talia Tunga-Vailoa on the cover. Would you like to share with everybody uh, what you wrote about for the next issue of Press Box, which will be hitting newsstands next Wednesday at your neighborhood Royal Farms? Yeah, I did a story about Marlon Humphrey um, and kind of Marlon Humphrey, right? Second big contract, homegrown talent. Um, Is he kind of on the trajectory to join Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs as that next, homegrown defensive star who basically plays his entire career with the Ravens. And I know Suggs and Reed kind of left late, but essentially defensive played, yes. franchise cornerstone guy, right? And, yep. and Humphrey is that person. He's a consummate pro when you watch him. And um, he, he, the guy doesn't take a play off in practice. He doesn't take a play off in games. He, you know, $90 million contract. And there he was for every rep in OTAs. A lot of guys, a lot of veterans will skip OTAs. He said, no, I got to get back here. I want to get to work. So he's a com- complete professional on the field. And so I talked a little bit about his background coming out of Alabama. And he was a, he was a highly, highly accomplished track star as well. And so was his whole family, frankly. Um, but so we'll be, there's a big story about Marlon Humphrey coming next month. That is on the cover of the new print issue of Press Box, which will hit newsstands next Wednesday at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. We'll be talking more about that next week. At B. Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him, Bo. Always appreciate it, sir. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, thank you. Take care. Bo Smolka, Press Box Ravens beat writer, checking in with us as he does every week here on GCR. So, yeah, you got to rush out. This weekend to get this press box with uh, Talia Tungavailoa on the cover because come next Wednesday, the new one will be available with Marlon Humphrey, a first-time cover athlete here at Press Box. Marlon Humphrey will be on the cover of our um, football preview issue, if you will. How many times has someone been on twice? Um, you know, certainly the, you can think of the guys that the Ray have. Lewis is right? the, yes. yeah, okay. You can okay. think of the guys that Got have. It. I mean, I... Uh, for what it's worth, Lamar, you know, because we went back, you know, obviously once upon a time we were doing monthly issues, COVID kind of changed some of that. Got so it, it's it. less likely to happen now than it was once upon a time. But let's not kid ourselves. Lamar is going to be on another cover. Like yeah, this is for not sure, for sure. Like he will be on another cover at some point. We just decided this time, you know, we knew we were going to do a Ravens cover for um, this August issue. And we, I, the way that I described it was, I think Marlon Humphrey has earned that cover spot, not just because he's obviously an outstanding player, but a lot of things that Bo alludes to, he's kind of become 
the face of the defense a little bit oh, around 100%. here. Yes. And there is, I think that side of it is interesting that typically when we talk about the face of the defense in Baltimore, it's been one of three guys. And now yeah. all of those guys have been gone. And Marlon Humphrey is kind of settling into that role. He's obviously a magnanimous presence um, due to social media and putting himself out there and, sort of running his own social media accounts and, and, and getting a lot of traction that way. So I'm looking forward to reading Bo's story about Marlon Humphrey, which, again, will be available here in a couple days. Uh, we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens. Don't forget the countdown to kickoff party presented by Miller Lite. What an event this is going to be. Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. You can be there. Enjoy a live performance by All Time Low, our good friends. Plus, you can stay, hang out, watch Ravens Raiders, the Monday night opener, on the Ravens Vision boards at the stadium. And not only that, but we learned this week, they're going to do the entire game experience. So what you would get, move those chains, all of that stuff that they would do for a home game, they're going to do the same game experience for this game That's during the countdown to kickoff party. It's a really awesome thing that they're doing. And right now, if you go to BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff to get your tickets, they're only 10 bucks. 10 bucks. That's it. Parking is free. Now, on the day of the event, they'll go up to $20. But if you get them now, 10 bucks for an awesome night, I promise you, you can't see all-time low in concert for $10 anywhere. So that alone makes it worth it. Plus, you get the entire game experience. It's going to be an awesome night. The countdown to kickoff party presented by Miller Lite. Again, BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff in order to get your tickets. All right, when we come back in, uh, Zach, of course, is a baseball guy. And Kyle and I got the opportunity yesterday to talk a bit about Chris Davis. I have written about Chris Davis now this morning at PressBoxOnline.com. Dot com Easy for me to say. I talk for a living. Zach and I are going to talk about that. And then don't forget, we got to give our uh, final exam to young Jack Looking before forward we to let that. him out of yeah. here this morning. Also, how, uh, give me a little taste of I Will Remember You. Give me a little taste of it. I will remember you. You don't, you really don't know, you don't know really the song sing. at all. You no, don't I know do. I, I remember it from the, from the dog commercials, but I can't sing. Sorry, one. That was that was really hey, bad. Man. Why don't you just uh, play that it on your really phone? Bad. Why not? No, nah, we're it not. Seems like a pretty good way we're supposed to do it. It's pretty illegal, but hey. All, All right, right. Uh, we'll come back in. All that's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Here it. Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. 
At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, the chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. GlennClarkRadio.com. Back in here on GCR. Today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. If you've not, if you're not into the movies that made us on uh, Netflix, it's tremendous. The fir- I've watched the first three for this season. The first three were Pretty Woman. Apparently the next one's Forrest Gump. I'm looking forward to that like one. Like the Ray Orbison song, or no. oh god, what is this about? Oh, Zach is in for Kyle today. You're this is I can't. Yeah, I, I can't sing, Are, and that's a problem. Do you not know the Apparently. motion? You don't know the motion picture Pretty Woman. Never seen it. It's an extraordinarily How significant. Old is this? Film. Like I don't watch any old movies. That's oh, the problem. Like. God. Like oh, Casablanca, God. I've seen that movie. I hate it. Like I can't, I can't see how people get enjoyment out of that. Like there's, people call it like the greatest mu- a movie of all time. There's certain things I just wouldn't say out loud. Really? Okay. Well, people there's can just, come after me if they I'm want. I'm not that's trying fine. to tell you that Pretty Woman is the greatest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. I, that's not that. I'm saying don't. When you say things like I don't hey, watch I, old movies, I like the Roy Orbison song. You're saying that's, th- thank you, thank you. Le- le- that's on. good enough. Hang on, Zach. When you say that, what you're really saying is mm-hmm. I choose to be ignorant. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Of things, this I deal with this with Kyle all the time. Because something came before you, 
Mm-hmm. You you talk about this with you're you are into well, old look, music. I yeah I, I am actually so, but I, I like Field of Dreams, nineteen eighty nine, right? So is that does that count? Of really good motion pictures. Oh, I'm sure there are that predate you. Oh, Back to the Future. I, I am, the three that they've back, done so yeah, far this movie. season were Back to the Future, Pretty Woman, and uh, or that I've watched so far, and Jurassic Park. The Jurassic Park one phenomenal I've, I absolutely love, like, Jurassic phenomenal. Park is a fantastic movie um my wife is an obsessed pretty woman pretty woman's a really good film I'm not I'm never gonna lie about that it's a really good film um and and everybody uh, of a certain age had a thing for Julia Roberts at that point so it's what it is um I I love the movies that made us series that Netflix has done I think they've done a really good job it's always disappointing because they don't they typically don't get like the most important person related to the film to be a part of it like they didn't get Julia Roberts for the pretty woman one and um, and obviously Gary Marshall's unavailable, unfortunately, because he's passed. Um, but like Jason Alexander was part of it, and Hector Elizondo was part of it, and all the other people that were involved in making the film. They didn't get Steven Spielberg to be part of, or Jeff Goldblum to be part of the, the Jurassic Park one. But they do it so well, and it's so compact and so watchable. I really encourage you. I'm looking forward to the Forrest Gump one, which is the next one this season. Um, also, but I've a great enjoyed movie. those. It is a great movie. Yeah. It is. It is also a. It's kind of an. Looking back on it, it was kind of an easy to great. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like the story was so patently absurd. Yeah. That what we were really obsessed with was less the story and more like the trip through Americana was really what we were were obsessed with. We love. There's nothing we love more than Americana. We do love that a great deal. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the great, the Forrest Gump episode, which is next. I also finished uh, season one of Kevin Can F Himself this week, which is the Annie Murphy show. Annie Murphy from uh, Schitt's Creek uh, okay. yeah. is the star of that show on AMC. It is this really fascinating half sitcom, half dark thriller. It the, the concept was so fascinating that it hooked me immediately, and I also like Annie Murphy a great deal. Yeah. Um, they have a problem in that none of the characters are likable, but yet it kind of works anyway just because the concept is so good. I enjoyed it a good deal. I finished up season one of that. So those are my TV viewing recommendations. Um, I haven't watched Outer Banks yet still. I'll have to get on that, Zach. That'll, Don't rush. Be on the Don't list rush. At, on, at some point. Although the new episode of Ted Lasso hits today, so I will mm, need to yeah. watch that also for a sure. Show. Great show. All right. Um, a couple of things. I have a column up today. Uh, I This is a programming note. I will not be with you guys on Monday. It will be uh, the first time combination of... Ki- well, have you guys done the bat around? Time, yeah. We've done the bat around together. Kyle's before, right? been there with me. Uh, it'll be Kyle and Zach doing the uh, show on Monday. Uh, I will still be there in part because I believe I'm going to have a conversation with Buck Showalter that you guys will be airing on Monday. Yes. I think that's going to be the case. So... Uh, putting some uh, final touches on that right now, but I am going to be gone. I have not talked about it on the show this week because, I, you know, the truth is there's nothing unexpected about this. Um, my final living grandparent passed away uh, earlier in the week. My uh, my grandfather died at the age of 92, a remarkable man, Lieutenant Commander Glenn Stokes. Uh, I got my name from him and a lot more during the course of my life. It is not by no means a tragedy. I... I'm a 37-year-old. I'll be 38 in a couple weeks, and I got to have at least – I had to have three living grandparents until I was 30 years old and still had one until just a month short of turning 38. That's remarkable. It's unbelievable yeah. that I was able to have that. Um, then the other thing is you guys know a couple weeks ago I was gone because a couple weeks ago I my, packed my boys in the car. We drove down to Georgia, and we visited my grandfather um, literally just weeks 
like two, three weeks, three weeks before his death. Um, we stole time. Um, I, I feel like I won the lottery because of how that timed out that I got to go. And, and while his body was going, his mind was still quite sharp. We sat down. I, I sat next to him while he laid in bed. We told stories. We talked. It was... It was something that was so special that the memory of it will carry me for a very long time. So I feel very lucky, um, and, and it's just an, it's an amazing thing that I've had in my life that I've been able to have my grandfather to this point. But I will be leaving tomorrow to go down to Georgia to spend some time uh, with my family. I should be back by Tuesday's show. So uh, just a brief trip down to Georgia to uh, lay my grandfather to rest and uh, then to, uh, to get back here and do the show. But I bring it up because uh, I, I, I share that with you because I also typically write a column every Sunday night, normally at PressBoxOnline.com. I'm typically, I, I write a Monday column for you guys every week, and I didn't do a Monday column, or I won't be doing a Monday column next week. Instead, my, my column is running today for next week at PressBoxOnline.com, and it's in relation to Chris Davis announcing his retirement. And Zach, I was taken aback... A bit yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I was surprised, and and I, you know I, I had a back and forth with um, your co-host Paul Valley. I was surprised by what felt like gatekeeping from a number of Orioles fans, which was, "How dare you feel anything negative about Chris Davis?" And I was <laughs> not one of those people. Yeah, I that. I guess I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna say that I'm surprised by it because I feel like it does become groupthink after a little while, mm-hmm. um, and there's always like a purposely contrarian response that comes, and and I would say that the um, the gatekeeping and the contrarian they tend to, to yeah. walk hand in hand with each other. I have no problem with someone who genuinely says something like. As always, I'm giving away part of my column. I do this regularly on this show. I still would like you to go read it. Yeah. Uh, the clicks help. Pressboxonline.com. I I have no problem with someone who says, "Look, I'm aware of the good and the bad. I'm purposely choosing to try to reflect on the good myself." That is, I think, a completely reasonable take. I think that's utterly reasonable. It's it's like a a positive person, a positive optimistic to say look at everything. To say it yeah. doesn't. I, I, I stand I stand nothing to benefit to obsess over the bad. Right. I'm going because I'm thinking about Chris Davis today, the day that he announces retirement. And by the way, let's put that in quotes, retirement. When you retire, yeah. you don't get the next year of your contract. This was not a traditional retirement. And he, if we're talking about, you know, not playing baseball anymore, he hasn't played baseball well, since September eleventh, twenty twenty. So there's he's that been out too. For a, he's been gone but, for a while. But it's also, and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to create controversy. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. But like, no. you don't, you're not. Re- if you, if Chris Davis decided he was retiring, he would not be getting the money that he's owed on the contract next year. This was the Orioles letting him know, you're never going to be on the team again. Right. We've moved on. If you would like to save face and make it seem like this was your decision, we'll try to to keep up appearances for you and we'll let you say you're retiring. But if this was Chris Davis walking in and saying, I've decided I'm done, then he wouldn't be getting paid the money that he's owed next year. That's not what happened here. And I didn't bother to do the, the research to find out you know, who approached who, and I'm sure that'll come out in the next couple of weeks. Somebody... I mean, maybe somebody will care enough to report about it. I, I think somebody, I mean, somebody like Brittany Giroli, who's plugged sure. in, yeah. uh, might choose to write about it for The Athletic. 
Um, but at some point, we'll find out exactly how it all went about. But this was not Chris Davis walked in on Wednesday and said, I think I'm done. If that was the case, the Orioles would not voluntarily give him another $20 million over the next three years. Chris Davis was making it very clear, I'm going to get every penny that you owe me before this is all said and done. The Orioles said, well, if you'll be willing to move it around a little bit, then we'll let you say you're retired. Something like that occurred in order for that to be for what the announcement was yesterday. But it was not a retirement in the way that Chris Davis walked in and said to the Orioles, I'm I'm hanging it up. That's not what happened, or else he wouldn't be getting that money. Well, since the money was guaranteed, uh, since he had signed that contract, it was guaranteed. And you're, you're saying that you wish Davis but, had said, "Oh, I, you know, I'm really well, retired. I, I, I don't, I don't, want I don't the... really care. I'm just okay. saying when you do okay. that, when you choose, when you choose to retire, mm-hmm. the rest of your contract is you don't collect on the rest of your contract. Um, that's not the way that retirement works. If they and cut, most things, yeah. <laughs> if they cut you, yeah. it's a different thing. If right. a team cuts you or a team moves on from you, then you get that money, right. Right? right? But when you decide on your own, on your own volition, I'm going to walk away, you don't just get the rest of your money for free. Like, Or else why wouldn't any player who signs a big money contract just decide a right. year yeah. later, I, mean, I think I'm done, I'm just going to go ahead and collect <laughs> all that money, right? right? Like, right. It's, it's insane. You don't, that's not the way it works, and that's why this is not a... When we use the, re- the word retirement, I have to put it in quotes, it's not... It's not really a retirement. It's his retirement from playing it's, baseball it's for that, the Orioles, not you know well, being, it's that not Chris being Davis, paid and, by the Orioles. And it's also that he knew when the Orioles said we were done, nobody else was going to take a chance on him. Yeah, right. He he couldn't even get you know. It, I'm not even sure he could get a minor league deal. At this maybe point. maybe there's some friend of his somewhere in baseball yeah. that would say we'll let you come, but it. When we say it wouldn't be a minor league deal with an invite to spring training to make the team, right. it would be a dude. You're gonna have to go prove in the minor leagues for some time that you could play baseball again, and and that he just doesn't have interest in doing. And and by the way, the likelihood of that even happening was right. always it would have to be a unique friend that he had somewhere in baseball that'd be willing to do it. Let's move aside from all of that. The gatekeeping that I'm referring to is the. Like, I had somebody that reached out to me, when I, and I just put it up. I put up, the question that I put up during the show yesterday when we got the news was, will you be able at some point to view Chris Davis in a positive light and to block out all of this stuff? Which, to me, is the reasonable question. And I do think, overwhelmingly, the correct answer to that is yes. And I, I wrote about that. There's a lot of hubbub about, like, Chris Davis is an Orioles Hall of Famer. and And what we're really saying when we say that is, the standard is very low for the Orioles Hall of Fame, that anyone who had some good years would get into the Orioles Hall of Fame. Yeah. There are there are good but not great players from good teams that are already in. There are really good players that were only here for a couple of years that are already in. The standard, not to take anything away from anybody who's in the Orioles Hall of Fame, and I know it's a meaningful thing for them, not to take anything away from it, the standard is fairly low. So based on the standards that exist, could Chris Davis be an Orioles Hall of Famer? Absolutely. But we also have to acknowledge no one that's in the Orioles Hall of Fame ever was as bad for as long as Chris Davis was. That, that That is something that he alone would carry with him. The point that I would make is you just got to wait a while. You got to wait a little while. I think it's too, the, the bad years are too fresh in the minds of fans to, to walk Davis out there in 2022 on opening day and say, here's your induction ceremony. Yeah, I mean, that's, ceremony. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be insane. You know, that right, would, I mean, that, would, that be would be, I don't even think 2024. I, I, Given how long it took J.J. Hardy, I would say it's going to be and, a couple and, years. And for least. a bunch of reasons. Yeah. One, there are far more 
uh, deserving candidates that need to go in first. Sure. In the next couple of years, Adam Jones and Nick Markakis. I, right. I guess technically Adam Jones isn't a retired baseball player because he's playing Yeah, in I'm Japan. not sure how that works, if he can right. go in at, at certain times. Um, I don't know. But Nick Markakis has retired from baseball. Nick Markakis, of course, is a qualified candidate. Buck Showalter 100%. has to go in. I know that there's, pr- there's awkwardness and... You know, he was fired. But Buck Showalter has to go in. And, and there in two are, years, there's going to be no awkwardness left. I don't think there's going to be any. I would like to hope. There, yeah. there, there are conversations to be had about Chris Tillman, for example, who was the best pitcher of that era yeah. of Orioles yeah. baseball. There is um, there's more of a conversation to have about Matt Wieters than a lot of people will. Oh, definitely. Hands based down on based my mind. On, the, on the standard that has existed, Matt Wieters should be uh, he matches the candidate the, yeah. or the guys that are already in i don't think there's much of a debate there you could debate whether chris davis or matt weeders is more deserving um you can't debate nick markakis adam jones buck showalter those three are by far yeah. more deserving than chris davis the next group of guys you can start debating who's more deserving than who so you start with the fact that there are more deserving candidates but then you add in y- you need for the orioles to be good again that's that's yeah. the reality with when you do this, you can't do it with the team being the worst team in baseball, because for as much as some people want to reflect on Chris Davis being a part of some of the more pleasant years of Orioles baseball, a lot of other people quite reasonably reflect on Chris Davis as being the picture of some of the lowest moments right. of Orioles baseball. We got to get past that. Right. We're, when things are good, we are far more willing to forgive. Bygones be bygones. We are far more willing to be able to embrace when, when things are pleasant. If the Orioles are still unbelievably bad in 2025, you, you got to wait. You, you really honestly have to wait. And I got, I hope that's not the case, right? But, like, you cannot do this when the Orioles are, are mired in this, just this mess of losing. Well, that would be going on nine years of, of non-playoff. Because when you bring him back, yeah. he will be a picture of how this all started. Yep. This all started, and it's not his fault, to make it very clear, no. I'll say this a million times, it is not Chris Davis's fault that the Orioles paid Chris Davis and didn't pay the good players. It's That's not his fault. That's... He had every right to want to get paid as a baseball player. It's not his fault that the franchise, that Dan Duquette said, no, we're not playing Chris Davis, and those above him said, yes, we are. It's not his fault that the Orioles insanely allowed Nick Markakis and Nelson Cruz to walk the year before while investing their money instead in Chris Davis. It's not Chris Davis's fault that once they paid Chris Davis, they decided not to pay anybody else. None of those things are his fault. But he's still a picture of it. Yeah. When you think about him, if the Orioles are bad, you're going to think about the fact that the bad started when they paid Chris Davis, paid no one else, and Chris Davis stunk at baseball. I think Chris Davis, like, you, like you're trying to say right now, is the, the face of the bad years, of the rebuilding year, or the early rebuilding years. If this keeps going on, then maybe he won't be. Like you said, I mean, if it's 2025, the if, Orioles are losing you know, 95 games... Chris Davis, nobody's even going to remember that he was the face if, of this if, of this rebuild. If the if the ninety five is still probably a bit much. If the Orioles at some point turn into a contender, mm-hmm. or at they have to be a contender. Once the Orioles are a contender again, 
things that happened in the past almost don't matter, right? That's the nature of the way that our brains operate. Sure. It, 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 you, you put it behind you, and you say, okay, this is we, our... we live in the moment at right. that point. It doesn't change what happened, but we live in the moment. If the moment that we're living in is miserable, we're reminded of all of the reasons why the moment that we're living in is miserable. Yeah. But if the moment that we're living in is pleasant and makes us happy as baseball fans... We're more inclined to want to reflect on other things that have made us, you know, happy and, and given us pleasant feelings as baseball fans. So can Chris Davis be in the Orioles Hall of Fame? Absolutely. The standard exists that Chris yeah. Davis could be in the Hall of Fame. As I said yesterday, we are doing some weird revisionist hi- on top of the gatekeeping, we're doing some weird revisionist history. And and you can say it's an anomaly, but the truth is it's not that Chris Davis was one of the Orioles was a great player on the Orioles great team. He, it didn't work out that way. His great years were not good Orioles teams. 2013 and 2015 were his overwhelming years, and they just happened to not be good Orioles teams in that year. Correct. The Orioles' greatest team of this era, 2014, he was kind of a problem for multiple reasons. He wasn't very good, and then when he started to show signs of life that like he might be coming around, he ended up getting suspended, and it hurt the Orioles a great deal. Like the Orioles' best chance of winning a World Series, and their only real chance of winning a World Series in the show Walter Duquette era, he was not particularly good. That doesn't change the fact that he was a contributor to the 2012 and 2016 teams that were both good teams, even if they weren't World Series contenders. Um, and it doesn't change the fact that in the years where where the Orioles weren't very good, he was overwhelmingly good. Like this 2013 and 2015 seasons were unbelievable. They were. And all of that can be true. We just can't try to conflate the two things and rewrite it so that, like, Chris Davis was the story of the best Orioles team. He wasn't. No. Chris Davis was not. He was kind of the problem in 2014 more than he was a solution for the Orioles in their most significant year. So when we have these conversations and we want to talk about positive things, I'm, I get it. I'm not telling you that we always have to be angry or that we have to you know come down on chris davis or always think of him as being the you know what ended up being the worst player in all of baseball i'm fine with trying to reflect on some of the positives but what i'm not fine with is trying to make it seem like someone's a bad fan if they don't so here's my overall take on chris davis i i think you can look at it only one way really that makes sense and i think that you have to acknowledge what he's done as an Oriole, the success he's had, not only on the field, but off the field, with donating to the charities and being the good guy that he is. Chris Davis is a really good guy. And like you said, he was a good player on not, I mean, he was a fine player in the playoff teams, but even a better player when they when they weren't making the playoffs. He had a stretch where, you know, he was one of the, the most feared power hitters in the entire league, and he led the Orioles through the years that they were competitive again, brought competitive baseball back to Baltimore. That you have to recognize. That you have to. But you can also look at the negative part and you can say, Chris Davis really didn't do much from 2017 on to change and, oh, to, try, and to try to get better. He would work out and get bigger, but that's not going to, you know, he always refused to change his swing, change his stance, do anything to try to help him get back to the way he was. And that was. frustration is both real and warranted. Right. It's so, warranted. Right. It was warranted frustration then and it's warranted now because it's it's still a thing that happened. It, you know, it, nothing's going to change that. Davis is never going to play good baseball again and he never tried, I never felt like, to get back to being the guy he was in 2013. 
2017. And you also have to recognize that he was a really bad player from 2017 on. And a lot of that is because he really and, didn't and, do and anything not, to and change And we say really b- historically bad. Historically like, bad. Like, yes, it's, historically it's one thing, bad. It's one thing of a guy, like, somebody would say Matt Wieters was not a particularly good player at the end of his baseball career. Right. This was a historically bad baseball right. player. This I, was someone who it felt like... To make a Simone, it felt like you he had the twisties yeah. when it, like it felt like you were watching someone that was incapable of playing the game. Yeah, I mean he didn't have anything. He didn't. He couldn't do anything except he played a pretty decent first base, but at the plate he was decent, completely yeah. lost and struck out almost two hundred times a year. Um, and and when people get on Twitter and they they start you know getting sentimental about it, I'm thinking. You know, this is not Cal Ripken retiring. This is a guy who was historically bad from 2017 on and didn't do a lot to try to change that. And I'm not really sentimental now about Davis's career. I'm just kind of indifferent to this retirement. And, that's and, the way and, I look at it. And this is, like, I, I think that's the reasonable approach to have. Yeah. It's, I'm not, I don't hate Chris Davis. No, if, if he's you, a great guy, too. To, to be clear, if you're someone who's saying, F Chris Davis, no. you, you seek help. Yeah. I, I, but I don't I don't address those people because those people to me aren't really – they are people that are desperate for attention. On so, Like, stop. You, you got a problem. You need to, to see a, someone. You need to sit down and have a conversation about it if that's who you are. By the way, quickly, today's show also brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. The Purple Takeover is coming to the Maryland State Fair. Ten current, former, and future Baltimore football stars will be there, including Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, Adafi Owe, Ben Cleveland, and more. Get your tickets right now by going to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number eight in GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. So spell out great, the number eight, the letter S, memorabilia. Dot com and you can get your tickets, including a $350 ticket that gets your pictures and autographs with all 10. And if you know anything about this business, that is a remarkable deal. Again, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com for the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair. I think that what you're doing is very reasonable, Zach. And yeah. it's it's the, I can take all of this in. I do have some fond memories and things that I'm appreciative of, but those things are weighed against right. the fact that it was so bad and so miserable that I can't block that out. I also personally have always been turned off by the interview that he did with Stephanie Epstein of SI, in which he essentially tried to make himself out to be a religious martyr for all of the yeah. for all of the good that Chris Davis has done. And it's not just, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the money that he's given yeah. to um, uh, University of Maryland Children's Hospital. And I'm not, it, there is an easy way for somebody to say, well, he had a lot of money to give, right? But he still did it. And you that can't matters. take anything away from it, that. It, it matters that he did it. Yeah. I also happen to know a lot of things that he's done for Helping Up Mission because nice, I've been involved nice. with them significantly over the years. Chris Davis has done a lot of good things. But I was extraordinarily turned off by that interview that he gave to Stephanie Epstein. Where, well, you know, I, I I thought about walking away, but my wife and I said, we have to be out there because we need to represent God. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- get the F out of here with that. It was not only that. I think there were other interviews that he did that also kind of left a bad taste in people's mouth, especially, you know, pr- prior to the years, he'd come into spring training and, and they'd go, so what did you do this offseason to get better? And he'd go, well, I lifted weights. I got bigger. They'd go, what did you do to your swing? He'd, he'd say, oh, it's exactly the same because it's what I did in 2013. Yeah, that left a lot of bad and, and taste in I, people's I cer- mouth. I, I think certainly sure. understand that. I'm saying yeah. for me, it was unique. I will never, the idea of someone trying to present themselves as a religious martyr will always turn me off significantly. I mean, significantly. You are not a martyr. You are not, you know, being persecuted by God to try to show tribute. Like, that's not a thing. Stop it. I have no problem with someone being religious. I want to make that very clear. If you're religious, 
that's good for you. You know what I mean? Like that is your choice. The whole deal. If that's who you want to be, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah. But the idea that you were a martyr and you had to keep, you had to keep, you couldn't walk away from baseball. You had to keep going out there every day because God was using you. No, you were going out there every day because you had a check that, yeah. that you did not want Precisely. to give up. And literally, you're going to end up not giving up any of it. It's why calling this retirement is a joke. And I know that you don't want to say that publicly because it makes you look like a greedy a-hole. That that's that's the only but that's the answer. The answer is Chris Davis continued to play because he wanted to collect his checks. And for what it's, I ain't mad about that. He, it's his right to do that. I right. I like would do the exact same thing in his right. shoes. He signed the contract. It's his right to go out there and earn the money. It, it but, is. But, and the Orioles really couldn't do anything about that. But but pretending like it was something other than that because yeah. you don't want to deal with that being the case. Right. That turned me off significantly. With I, Chris I, Davis. I also say that I never really got the feeling that Davis wanted to make things right in his career. I don't know if he actually. I know the the emotional stress of everything and, and the fans really turning on him and, mm-hmm. and the city just being un, unha- generally unhappy with him. Um, I, I bet that weighed on him emotionally. I guarantee uh, you it did. It could have been I didn't, fun. I didn't see a lot of Davis that was coming out there every day and really wanting to get back to that guy that he was. I just never saw it. The, the, the emotion and the devotion to me was never there after really that 2016 season and it just it just ruined his career. There was never any life. There was just kind of a... He went through the motions, did his thing, but again, we also have to recognize him for everything he's done prior to that. I, so I, you have to look at it almost both ways. I, and, and that's that to me is the entire... And Again, you can go read about it at PressBoxOnline.com. It's why I'm not here for the gatekeeping. It's why the trying to shame people for um, not being able to, to feel have romantic feelings about Chris Davis, at least not right now, that's get over yourself. It doesn't make you a better fan. Are, are it doesn't. You, are you okay with people being... I, I, I mean, there's really no other way to say this, but are you okay with people being very upset about this and being, you know... Again, and, to, to an extent, right? To an extent, like, To yeah. an extent. If, if within reason, yeah. you're, I, if your response yesterday was, I, I'm not going to miss Chris Davis or sayonara, don't let... Like, it's something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I get where that frustration is coming from. Yeah. Um, I... I I think it will dissipate, and I hope that it dissipates, and I and I think that at some point you'll be able to remember, you know, open home run and opening day, and obviously the Fenway Park yeah. thing, and like some of the some of the walk off, some of the more pleasant memories. Sure. I hope those things will come back to you as the years go on, and it's not quite as fresh. Right, I have a lot of Chris Davis memories right, that right, are great memories. Right now, when it's fresh, I get it. It's yeah. it's fresh. It's and, and and by the way, it's probably better that it was a year after he played his last baseball game than it would have been if they had if this had happened. One hundred percent. It did allow for it to be less fresh for some people than right. it would have been um, in the height of this. But as I said, that ends at if if Chris Davis, you know, can can f right off. If Chris, if you're going that route, no, that's not okay. No, no. The extremist, I want to say something to get attention on social media stuff, that's not okay either. I want to make that abundantly clear. Somewhere between all of this is a very reasonable take and the appropriate take to have about Chris Davis, which encompasses the entire picture of Chris Davis in Baltimore. Yeah. Read more about it, pressboxonline.com. Right now, my column is up about Chris Davis's retirement. Today's show has also been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. When we come back in, we're going to give young Jack his final exam. And then Jim Miller is going to join us to talk some Ravens after he was out of training camp this week. That's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Rowling at Great Eights Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to its million fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Bank Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. It's great, the number eight S memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, the chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. 
Party with the Flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens Legends, Cheerleaders, Baltimore's Marching Ravens, Playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. You know what? I think we need to bring us down slightly and bring the uh, spots up a bit. Okay, no we, problem. Uh, when we play no that now that I just heard that. Hey, hi, Glenn Clark. Zach Goodman in for Kyle Ottenheimer today. Today's program also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Final few weeks for you to take advantage of that summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill, which includes the very popular Very Berry Salad, the Smoky Thigh Wings, the all-new Shrimp Po' Boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade, plus the 12-ounce New York Strip Steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, the barbecue ribs and Smoky Thigh Wings combo platter, the zucchini fries, key lime pie, and more. All of these meals pair well with a Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed with Devil's Backbone, Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. Young Jack, before we do the, uh, we'll get to the final uh, edition of Young Utes later on in the show, but right now it's time for your final exam, which, uh, of course, because you've received no money for this internship, I don't know what's going on on the computer, but don't worry about it. Put it away. Put it away. This is, we're doing the show now. This is (laughs) all about credit for you. And the thing is, this is a big deal. You have to pass your final exam in order to get your credit. That's the way that it works. Otherwise, basically a wasted summer for you. Basically, you could have just been sitting around at your house all day, you know, playing video games, and it would have been just as valuable. So you need to knock out your final exam in order for you to pass and for you to get your credit for the summer. Are you prepared? I'm as prepared as I'll we, ever be. We, we do, we do the, <laughs> um, we do the exam orally, of course. I'll let you make your own jokes here. Now, I was going to say that we'll leave it alone. Okay. First question for your summer exam. There are three undisputed top prospects in the Baltimore Orioles system. All three undisputed top prospects were guests on this show at some point during the course of the summer. Two of them are pitchers. Okay, so Grayson Rodriguez is one of them. Mm hmm. Yeah, did you ever have Adley Rutschman? No. Did he come on? Yeah. First of all, you might fail the exam just because you're doing the bit that you started with in the summer. Talk into the microphone. I'm, I'm, I'm talking in it. No, you aren't. You're talking to the side of the microphone. Talk into the microphone. All right. So, Grayson, Adley, and the third one, is he's another pitcher. Um, Undisputed top three prospect in the Orioles system. Grayson, Adley. There are other guys that are good. There are yeah, other guys yeah. we're excited about, but there are three DL guys. Hall? Hey, there we go. Start us off go. one for one. Love it. Love <laughs> it. One. Love one it. For I think one. after those guys, it's like I, I would really struggle. Early. That's fine. That's not what the question was. The question you, yeah. was who are the top three, and you got them. Earlier this week, Uh-oh. this isn't going back very far. Uh-oh. Earlier this week, I suggested a new nickname for myself. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that we could call you week. a different variation of this nickname. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I could be Dr. Blank and you could be Little Blank. 
Jesus. Mm. I remember, too. Mm-hmm. It just happened this, this week. week. I know. <laughs> my long-term memory is better than my short-term memory. It was a play on a phrase that was used more frequently years ago in a certain way, but used in a different way nowadays. Oh, oh, Jack. Um, oh, Jack. Was oh. it was it a play? Was it like with the like where you were trying to say something about boner and the the meaning of it, right? Boner, yes, yeah, Doctor Boner, Boner and Little Boner. That yeah. was gonna be our superhero there team name, Doctor. Yeah. Of like course, that. of course, uh, blunders used to be called boners back in the day, but yeah. we don't really use that term the same way anymore. <laughs> so you know what? It was a struggle, but you got there. You're right. two for two. You're two for two so far. Yeah. Now I present this question: Who won the Wimbledon Women's Final this year? You can just read the names off the TV over here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're not even ranked. I don't that's, know if it's gonna help. The, the Wimbledon winner. Uh, well, I know the men's one, which would not help. But mm, no, that would not help because no. everybody knows that he's won all of the them this year. Where's she from? Well, wait a say. What do you think? You get you get hints. <laughs> I don't even know if that would help. You get three lifelines. You get to call, uh, you call, know call what? a friend. I will give call you a friend. She beat Carolina Pliskova in the final. The Wimbledon women's final this year was won by. <laughs> if I were you, I would at least throw out a guess. The who who's the one that we always uh, Svitolinka Svitolina is Svitolina. who you're thinking of. No, it's not Svitolina. That's your first wrong. You're two for three now. Who was? You're who two won for the three. Wimbledon? Ash Barty won the Wimbledon uh, women's final. This she's number year. one, I think. Um, Ranked wise, current. Uh, she, I believe, is yes, yeah, still ranked number one in the world. Correct. Jeez, I gotta get, I gotta get more information on the women's tennis. You really should step up your game, especially because I've been coming in and telling you about all the money I've been losing betting on women's tennis this summer. You really you should, should take step her up your game. That. Name anyone else who works at PressBox besides Kyle and Zach and I. Uh, Luke. Luke, what's Luke's last name? Luke Jackson. Hey, all right, that's correct. You've got one other name of one other person that works at PressBox. You're three for four. You're doing well so far in this final exam. You're doing well so far in this final exam. What rapper did we derive your name from? We were just talking about this. Young Jock. I thought there was a chance you would have forgotten. Short-term memory is not as good as the long-term memory. I remember that you would have forgotten that. You're four for five. You're killing it. At this point, it would be hard for you to screw it up. I basically passed right now. Well, right? Unless there's like 30 there's more questions. questions. Right. There's 10 questions. So wow. In order to get a passing get, grade, you got to if I mean, by the I don't, skin of my teeth. I don't know more. if we call a D minus a pass. I think you still have to get 3 more in order to call it a pass. Right. You're 4 for 5 so far. I know you're an avenue man. We discussed avenues one morning here on the show and I referenced two avenue songs when we did that. One of them was 6th Avenue Heartache by the Wallflowers. The other was 10th Avenue Freeze Out by who? <laughs> do you know that? Do you know this one? I or? absolutely know this question. Wow. Mm. Maybe maybe some reasoning that you could do in order to work your way there, even though you might have forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know where to, where to guess on this Again, one. might be good to guess. Might be good to just throw out a guess. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Any guess at all? Any know, guess at all will do. We were talking about Bruce I'll, Springsteen I'll narrow, earlier. I mean, it's definitely not a Bruce Springsteen song. I have no idea. I'll I mean, narrow it down for why you. Why don't you it's throw? It's not Justin Bieber. <laughs> why, <laughs> that helps. Why Thank don't you. you throw out a guess so we can move on with the game? All right. It was. Um, we'll just say it's got to be like an older-ish name. Okay. I don't know. We'll just go with. Uh, Van Halen. It's definitely not, not a Bruce Springsteen song, he said. <laughs> the answer is Bruce Springsteen. It is Bruce Springsteen. Is it Bruce Springsteen? No. Really? You know what we On would call the greatest, that? greatest album of all time, by the way. Eh, it's a good album. You know what we would call that? A boner. That's what <laughs> we would call what you did right there. A bit of a boner. So you're now sitting at four for six. Four for six is what you're sitting at after that particular answer. Next on the list, can you name... Any four of the Ravens draft picks from this year? Rashad Bateman, Adafe Owe, mm-hmm. Ben Cleveland, Ben Mason. There you go. That's four. You got easy, four. Easy. Well, you're, you're rolling Good now. One. Five yeah. for seven on your final exam. You only need to get two of the last three. All right. Here's the pressure is really on right Yeah, now. the pressure is really on, isn't it? The pressure yeah. is really on. What's the name of this building? Meadow Mill. Hey, rolling. Wow. Six for eight. Wow. Six for eight. Only needs to get one more in order to get the the nothing because that's <laughs> not really any, there's anything at stake. But you know what? Just just go with it. Dignity just, is at stake right now. Just work with us. It's important. On this show, in the lead up to the Olympics, we had two Olympians join us. All right, so one of them was Katie Zafiris. That wasn't the question. Okay. The question was who was the other one? <laughs> um, I knew you'd know Katie Zafiris because I just had you go back and cut the video today. Uh, did you do that, by the way? No, I got it. Yeah, you, right maybe it should be. when the, I went to do it this morning, I guess like the 24 right, right, hours. Right, right. Who was, who was the that. other one? Unfortunately, did not win a medal at the Olympics. Share something in common with you. Also went to the University of Maryland. Going to have to start counting down. Going to have to start counting down. I'm just going to take the L on that one then. You should probably throw out a name. Um, if you, you know, in Jeopardy rules, if you just throw out a name. Well, I went to Maryland. The one, yeah. the first one that comes to mind, but he was a soccer player. It was Eric Williamson? But he, a- Eric Williamson was a soccer player on the. He won the gold. He won cup. the gold. He cup. won the yeah. gold cup. That so was. That's, like that's a good. Olympics. It's you know what? It's like, but it ain't. <laughs> Abby Gastitis, uh, the women's go. rugby team, yeah. was the other answer for the Olympian that we had on the show. Six for nine. Are you feeling any pressure? Yeah. If I you got one more. If you lose, if you get the last one wrong. It's like cash cab. It should you be. Get, the rule should be like you, cash cab. You get nothing. Get like, oh, you think you can cash out right now and say <laughs> I'm done? No, you can't do that. You can't do that. We're going to make you wait to answer the final question oh. because Uh-oh. we got to talk to Jim Miller. So All you're right. going to have to stew on it for a little <laughs> while whether or not you're going to get the final question. We don't have to take a break. We can just go right ahead and call Jim. Uh, we're, we're, we will save the final question for the final exam. Uh, you know what? For, for audio cutting purposes, I might just go ahead and do it. Son of a I might just have to go ahead and do it because I don't want to have to cut the audio. Damn it. The Baltimore Orioles have four minor league affiliates. 
Can you name all four? Right, turn his mic back on, please. Turn, turn his mic back on because I decided that I was going to do it this way. They have four. The Aberdeen Ironbirds. Yes. Is one of them. The Bowie Bay Sox. Yes. Is another. And now there's two more. There's two more. Mmm. Mmm. Aberdeen, Bowie. What are the other? How do I not know these? I feel like I should just know this as like. You a, probably should know this. Yes, this should probably be fairly common knowledge. Yeah, it should be. Mm-hmm. Um. You're going to say the next two, and it's going to kill me. Mm. Oh, this is going to be what ends it for you. This is why you're not going to get your credit for your entire summer internship, I, show, Jack. I showed some work here and there. I think there's, there's some you, points you to think be. that You think you can, you can overcome this by saying you knew who Eric Williamson was? <laughs> no. This is embarrassing. Oh, this is Look, Jack, so I, I don't bad. know how much better I would have done than you. It's okay. It's well, you okay. would have gotten this one I would have gotten right the Bruce Springsteen sure. question. And you would have gotten this yeah. one right I would have. Sure. I would have gotten that question. Are you really tapping out? Yeah. I think oh, God. I'm sorry. It's over. You might as well just leave because you're not getting credit for it. That's the way it goes. The Norfolk Tides. Norfolk Tides. Yeah. Delmarva yeah. Shorebirds are the other two. The Norfolk Tides players. I should have gotten. You failed your final exam, young Jack. You failed. <laughs> you get nothing. Nothing. And you'll like it. God. This is all pointless. What did we even do here? I don't even know why we have interns. Well, best of luck in the rest of your life. You're clearly not going to be able to graduate. I <laughs> guess maybe you should start looking for work at a local restaurant or something because that's what's ahead for you. All right. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a pass because you knew Eric Williamson. Good work, Jack. Appreciate you. Appreciate you all summer. That's uh, young Jack. His final day with us uh, after spending the summer with us from the University of Maryland. Let's talk some Ravens right now. Our next guest was out in Owings Mills this week with uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio and, of course, a former NFL quarterback. We try to forget that he ever played for one particular franchise during the course of his career, but we always appreciate when Jim Miller takes some time for us here on GCR. Jim, it's Glenn and Zach in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, you bet. Good to be with you. It's just good to be back out on the on the training camp tour and just really get up and close and personal with these teams, which is a lot better than last year. So I'm just I'm thankful yeah. I was able to come out. Yeah, not quite the same when you're doing it virtually, is it? Not quite the same when you're uh, right. doing Zoom calls. All right, Jim, I, let me just start with a few things. One, I, from your perspective, the the impact of this whole like vaccination debate on football teams, and particularly when we're talking about you know, a guy that's a former NFL uh, MVP and a guy that we think is going to be the determining factor of what the Ravens can do this season in Lamar Jackson, do you get the sense that this is a big deal? Like, it's a big deal for the rest of the world because it's a huge topic. Do you think this stuff really matters within a locker room? I know it matters to the, the general manager or the owner because you know they want their player on the field. They don't want to miss in games, things along those lines. But do you get the sense that this actually matters when these guys step into a locker room? No. I, I, the sense I get around the, the NFL is you know the players are going to respect each other's decisions. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, nobody gets in anybody else's business. That's just not how it works in an NFL locker room. Um, you know, I think from the, the league standpoint, just from what I've noticed being out on camp tour, I mean, the league's got all these protocols, but every team interpret, interprets them differently. You know, I, you know, from whether I'm in Baltimore's camp or last night I was in Jacksonville doing the Jacksonville Jaguars camp, every team is interpreting the rules that they get from the NFL in a different matter. And so the, 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 really the sense I get is there's a lot of gray area. 
uh, for teams and how they're interpreting uh, what the NFL is put out there. But from player to player, no, players respect each other's decisions and it won't be a big deal in the locker room. But from the organizational standpoint. Oh, no question, right? Like if if you end up having a a critical game late in the season and you have an unvaccinated player that causes an outbreak, it's it's going to be – very significant from the standpoint of the organization. It's going to be a huge problem that let me, uh, Jim, well, it, it doesn't even matter at this point because right. Vaccinated players are, are getting COVID too. Sure. Right. So. I just, it seems, it seems like the way the NFL wrote the rules is that like, if, if it started from an unvaccinated player, they're going to come down significantly harder on the organization sure. in that situation. Yeah, I get it, but it yeah. doesn't matter because a vaccinated player can still get COVID too. Right. That's my point. Right. No, <laughs> it, well, and well, there's also the other way. Like if, if you're vaccinated and you test positive, you can come back as soon as you have two negative tests yeah, right whereas exactly yep. right whereas if you're unvaccinated you have to be out for at least 10 days and so you know we're talking about perhaps you could miss two critical football games at a very sure. important point of the season jim um looking at the afc north i think the consensus is hey you know it's it's going to be a barn burner again you've got these three teams it's felt as though there's been sort of this like national sway towards the idea that maybe the browns are the team to beat in the AFC North. Where are you in looking at this division with who you think going in of these three teams is really the team to beat in this division? Yeah, I, I, for me, it's still going to be Baltimore. You know, for, for me, like when I, and I actually saw the Browns camp, I think they're lacking on their defensive line. Okay. Uh, from You know, to me, that was a big loss when they lost Sheldon Richardson and him not returning. So to me, they're a little thin at their D-line. Now, if they add somebody, yeah, I think they could legitimately contend. They got a very powerful offense. Uh, I thought uh, Baker Mayfield looked really relaxed and comfortable, uh, you know, with what they're asking him to do. They got a great backfield in terms of their running backs with Chubb and Hunt and what they can do running the football. A terrific offensive line, uh, but I thought they were lacking on their defensive line. I don't think they're stout enough to to stop the run, and that's a big if if Clowney can stay healthy. You know, so, you know, I, I like uh, Chubb on, on defense as well, or excuse me, Miles Garrett on defense as well with what he can do. But, I mean, it's really, uh, when you look at Jadavion Clowney, it's, you know, he's got to stay healthy sure. for all 16. He should be he should be mopping up opposite Miles Garrett, and I just don't know if you can count on that. We go we go a step beyond, right? Like, even, even if you say, hey, I think the Ravens are the team to beat in the AFC North, clearly what the Ravens are dealing with is this desire to take the next step and compete to win a Super Bowl. They've, they've done a lot of winning over the last three years. They want to go a step beyond that. What concerns do you have right now about the Ravens roster in the context of trying to take down the Bills, the Chiefs, get over the playoff hump and and take that next step as a franchise towards winning a Super Bowl? Well, clearly, I, you know, they need more balance on offense. You know, that passing game cannot continue to, to lag behind. They were last in the league in passing. I know they've, they've made a lot of upgrades at the receiver position. Lamar's got to be more consistent uh, from his standpoint. And I was there the day that Lamar returned, and I think he's terrific, but he was a little amped up when he returned. I think, uh, you know, he was overthrowing things. And I just think that's uh, the time that he was out where he was a little bit rusty sure. and the timing and stuff needs to come back. So he missed some throws because uh, I just think he was amped up. But, you know, it hurts with Rashad Bateman getting uh, hurt. I do like Sammy Watkins uh, added to that roster. And, you know, they got a lot of competition there at receiver. And let's see who emerges uh, to be the, the, the playmakers uh, there, because that really is what slows the Baltimore Ravens down. You, when, when, we, when we talk about this, we're talking with Jim Miller, of course, former NFL quarterback, Sirius XM NFL Radio, is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. 
it, it, it feels like some people hear that and they say, are you suggesting that the Ravens need to utterly change who they are? Which I don't think that's what you're saying. I think that's just the way that people respond to these things. Um, it, it feels like what you're talking about is more of like a nuance to it, right? We, I think we all assume this is still going to be a pr- predominant run football team. Is what you're saying that they just need to be able to mix in a bit more in the passing game as the year goes on? Yeah, I, I think so. They've got to have more success in terms of, you know, I'll give you an example. The first play of uh, run play action period, beautiful play action pass, and they hit the over route to Sammy Watkins. Legitimately, it went 80 yards for a touchdown. You know, they just need more execution like that and they get they they get good separation i think you have explosive receivers there and sammy's going to be a big help uh for, from that standpoint and i think he'll help those young guys and bring them along as well much like he did with tyree kill and the, and the guys uh there in kansas city but they have to be more consistent in hitting those plays you know it's got to be a point of emphasis that explosive plays pass plays off the play action game uh, needs to be big in that offense because they run the football so effectively. So they just have to be more efficient. And I think if they, you know, they'll, they'll dedicate more periods of practice to it. And, and that's what you do. You make a commitment to it and then you follow through. And, and I think all those extra reps will really help out and, and they're talented enough to do it. How much is it going to hurt, you know, Rashad Bateman, a rookie wide receiver who I think they had real expectations for? How much does it hurt to not have him out there now for a little while? It looks like probably not for the start of the season. Um, right. What's the impact of that for a for a rookie wide receiver who the Ravens really need to, to have do something is they want to make those jumps that you're talking about? Yeah, I think he that guy plays above the rim. He's had a lot of big play potential out of Minnesota. He actually left practice the day I was there at Baltimore. Now, I think, what was the report yesterday? He had to get surgery, right? I think. Yeah, what it was. yeah, groin surgery, correct. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's got big play potential, uh, big play potential. You know, he can get those one-on-one leaping catches that are acrobatic from his standpoint. So while he's he- healing up, I think, I thought Devin DuVernay got a lot of opportunities when I was there. James Prochet, I thought was very efficient. Uh, out of the slot from that standpoint, but certainly the big play potential of Rashad Bateman you're counting on. And, and obviously, Miles Boykin, he's going to have opportunities now that he needs to take advantage of. That is a big receiver, uh, much like Chase Claypool, who came out of Notre Dame behind him. That's what I think uh, Baltimore was expecting from Miles Boykin when he arrived in Baltimore. So he's going to have an opportunity with Bateman being out, and he's got to make the most of it. How excited are you about you? It feels like the, the, the entire world is coming around to the idea that this is, this is we're, we're primed for a J.K. Dobbins breakout, like he's going to be a superstar player type of season. I, I still don't understand how it's, it wouldn't be a bad thing for Gus Edwards to get a ton of touches because all the dude does is run hard and, and almost never fumble the football. So, like, I – I'm not in the world where I want to see him get less, but it seems like just about everybody is on board with the idea that J.K. Dobbins is primed for a, a monster season in his second year. Yeah, I mean, you got an extra game, you know, so I think, you know, J.K. Is, is, you know, he can take the workload. There's no doubt about that. He can do it. But I think you want to keep him fresh down the stretch. You know, you're definitely a playoff team, and I still, I'm with you. I think you still platoon these guys and try not to, to beat them up uh, by the time the, the season comes around because I definitely think Baltimore is going to be in the mix come playoff time and that's where they need to make a, a really a push and to keep jk uh, fresh along the way because i'm with you i think gus edwards is more than capable of making big plays i mean shoot i think the all of those backs average close to over five yards of carry i mean it was ridiculous yeah but what they did but I, i'm with you you know i'd be keep them fresh towards the end and then what do you think of justin houston at this point um i, I you know i it's a weird thing where i 
when somebody is around this long, I typically, uh, Jim, say to myself, yeah, there's a reason why like this guy is available at this point going into the season, and I can't get myself too excited about it, but... It it seems like he's still been productive. He's not a you know maybe not a complete linebacker at this point. And there is an issue with the fact that like the Ravens haven't always used um, you know just true edge rushers the right way. And Ekan Gakwe was a problem a year ago. But man, I, I maybe I don't really understand why it was that Justin Houston was still lingering at this point. It's... Yeah, I think there were some teams. I know Pittsburgh was interested in signing him, and I think you scooped in. Uh, he just got a little bit better offer from Baltimore, and I'm with you. I think he's. He's a veteran guy that, again, can help along uh, young Adafi in terms of his development. You have some other young pass rushers that are there that I think he'll be good with. Dalen Hayes, I think he'll help him out in terms of his pass rush ability. But, you know, I think Justin Houston, he's going to come in. I think minimum six to seven sacks is what he's going to get. So you're going to get everything that you, that you need from him. And I think it's a, it's a nice addition for the Baltimore Ravens. And he would have he signed. I mean, Mark my words, he was playing here in 2021. It's just really about the number that the teams were really going to pay him when it was all said. It seems like the Ravens got him at a really affordable price on top of everything yep. else. Um, all right, can, can I can – I, can I, I'm going to try to pose this the right way because I know they didn't win the Super Bowl a year ago, but I, I say this a lot, uh, Jim. Does none of this matter because ultimately the, the, the climbing the Chiefs mountain is just too difficult as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy and they don't lose literally all of their offensive linemen going into the postseason? No, no, I, I don't think it's insurmountable. The the problem is you've got, you know, the AFC is kind of the strength right now, you know, with Buffalo lingering around, and that is a very talented football team. That's probably one of the best rosters that I've seen uh, on this trip, other than Tampa Bay, hmm. obviously hanging around in, in the NFC. But Kansas City, to me, I think they showed they can be run on, you know, and now with, with them, they're going to put Chris Jones out more at the defensive end position because they still don't know about their pass rusher on the other side, Frank Clark, you know, what's going to happen with his case and all that stuff that's lingering uh, out there right now. So I don't think their defense is as stout as what it was, but you certainly are going to have to match him point for point. Um, and I think, you know, Baltimore has the defense to do it. You know, you got a powerful defense. You're going to be very strong. You've got great secondary players to go if you have to go one-on-one against uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. But just don't forget about that Buffalo Bill team. They're, uh, they're, they're going to have really, something to no say about this when it's all said and done. They're really good. It's a hell of an idea going out, like when you're trying to make your quarterback better, to go out and get like a really good wide receiver. It's just a... It's a hell of a thought process that they had a year ago, and it seemed to work out for him. It's a shame there was nobody like, say, Julio Jones available this offseason that maybe another team could have gotten. Not that I'm bitter, Jim. Not that I'm at all remotely <laughs> bitter about how it's that not, it went. It sounds like a sore point with you. Not it's at not all, like Jim. Time. Totally understandable. Never mind. I don't want to do this with you. Uh, Jim Miller, where are you headed to next? Uh, I am, after I'm done calling the Bears game here tomorrow, okay. uh, Bears have Miami at, at 12 noon. Uh, here central time and then i'll fly out to las vegas so get to check out the las vegas raiders and then we'll hit the west coast i think after that we head to seattle obviously uh, so be a west coast tour next week the ravens week one opponent a lot of ravens fans headed out to las vegas to start the season so we will look forward to that on sirius xm nfl radio of course uh, you follow jim on twitter as always at jim it's jim miller underscore nfl and uh, remind everybody, is there is something else I can plug for you, right? Is there anything else I can plug for you, Jim? No, I'm good, man. All right. I'm all good. Then Thanks we'll, for having me today. We'll do that. Thank you for taking the time for us. Always appreciate it, sir. You bet. Have Jim, a good one. Jim Miller, former NFL quarterback, Sirius XM NFL radio host. And, again, appreciate him 
joining us this morning after spending some time in Owings Mills with the Ravens this week, says he still believes the Ravens are the team to beat in the AFC North. No people like to hear that. Doesn't actually mean anything. It's the guarantee fairy, right? Like, you know, they they, they, they don't get any extra wins because Jim Miller likes them. But They are the team to beat, though. I, I mean, I, I, I think they are, just based on the Browns' history of it, they, being the Browns. Very much that the Browns are the Browns. <laughs> and, because I, of, I, and the Steelers have a, a very old quarterback. And, that, they, had, and they have an entire... The offensive line yeah. story in Pittsburgh oh, it's has got to be the most under... Under it was kind of bizarre to me that they went out and drafted a running back in the first round when you could have drafted an O lineman that would have made a significant difference they have, in your running game. They have five new offensive linemen, and it's not because it, one of them is a first round pick. It's not because they went out and spent a boatload of money right. on top. It's an entirely new offensive line, and none of them are known it's commodities. Not, it's not better. It's not better at all. But I know I don't think the Steelers are. A, a team to worry about in the AFC this year, but I do think as far as the Ravens go, and even teams like the Chiefs and the Bills, I don't think you can look past them. I don't think you can say this is a gimme. We, you know, whenever whenever the Ravens do play them, I'm not sure the schedule, but I don't think you can go into the week saying this is a gimme week because the Steelers, even if they oh, aren't well, a I good mean, team, no, okay, Mike no. Tomlin play, coaches right. that team to to a competitive. Well, and they still have a loaded defense. They do have a loaded defense. They have a yeah, loaded they defense still. I mean, you're still. I don't think it's about... as good as the Ravens or the Browns, but I I would agree it's I it's don't pretty know loaded. If I... The Ravens certainly, if, if healthy, have a better secondary. There's no question yes, about that. Yes. The presence of T.J. Watt up front. I know they yeah. lost Bud Dupree, um, but like the season that Stephon Tuitt had a year ago, holy yeah, f. yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, Cam Hayward is still there. They're getting Joe Sherbert now. Uh, yeah, from, from the Jaguars. Tyson Alou Alou played so much better. Yeah, I I didn't even know Tyson Alou was still in the league until he yeah. showed up. <laughs> right, right. And and played really well. And I still think that we'll see. I, like. I know that there was the story of the two Devons in the draft, and Devin White has clearly been far better than Devin Bush has been so far, Definitely. but I still think that Devin Bush is a player. Look, I, I think the Ravens' secondary is better. I I don't know that I know... I don't know for sure that the Ravens' defense as a whole is better than the Steelers. The Steelers have a really good defense. Um, I, it's competitive, though, and I have so many questions about them offensively. Yeah. Just, just specifically because... The, it's not just the quarterback. The, I have a lot of questions about the quarterback, who I just think is, is shot, right. but... I will, I will, I will if I had a right quarterback now. that I thought was shot, I would particularly find it important to have a strong offensive line in front of them. Yeah. In, in front of him until maybe they're so good personnel wise that they know things about this group of guys and yeah, maybe that it'll turn out to work. I, but until I see that, I cannot assume that this offensive line is going to work for Pittsburgh. I'm going to predict this right now. I think Pittsburgh is through week seven or eight is going to be a contender and a team that looks like they could win the AFC. And then after that, they'll drop off. No, I mean, that's I mean, that's it, sort of the story of what happened last year. That, well, 11-0, and 0, I just think, is, right. is not attainable this year for this team. I, I don't see oh, the Steelers I'm, ever yeah. getting close to that point again. 1-4 in the in the last you know five games they played. Yep. So I personally do you know see a, a much sharper decrease in the amount of wins this year for the Steelers, but I think that they'll start strong because it just seems like Ben will come out of the gates firing. He'll get tired toward the end of the season as a, yeah. you know, what is he, 37, 38 at this point? I think he's 39. Quarter, quarterback it? would do. So it just, it, it'll make sense and, and they'll, unfortunately for them, uh, you know, drop off and, and let the Ravens and the Browns control the division. Uh, too bad for you. You missed your chance to win the uh, passes to the BMW Championship. That contest ended yesterday. You really screwed up. I would say that you committed quite the boner if you will 
doctor and really little, going hard on that doctor one. and little boner over here. That's so they did there. No, yeah, and thank you. Not bad. Uh, but the good news for you is that you can still be there. Tickets are still available right now. You can go if you want to check out the seventy top golfers on the PGA Tour. They are coming, and we're only a couple of weeks away from the BMW Championship right here at Caves Valley Golf Club. Secure your tickets right now by going to bmwchampionship.com. When we come back in, Young Utes, Tidbit, Tubular, as we wind down for a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po' boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. The Olympics start soon. Stop in and watch the games at Glory Days Grill. Every child who dines at one of their restaurants during the Olympic Games will receive a gold medal. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and side specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash the bat around or at Facebook.com slash Press Box Sports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms 
Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Glenn Nothing but net. All right. We are winding down for a Friday edition of the program. A couple of great shows to stay in the fan had this week. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Uh, click on the videos tab or Pressboxonline.com, including Mike Devereaux on Monday after uh, his weekend being inducted into the Orioles Hall of Fame. He uh, joins Dan and Ross. You can check that out right now. Stan Shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. For the final time. I never really got better at whistling as the uh, the summer went along. Young Utes, Young Utes, brought to you by Sports and Social, which is an amazing, amazing experience that you can have at Live Casino Hotel. Right now, Sports and Social offering you an ima- just a remarkable fantasy football draft package. Prices start at just $250. You get your draft board, space for 12 people, two platters of 24 wings, four towers of beer, three orders of nachos of guacamole, plus dynamic pricing. You can throw in like a chair massager. You can throw in uh, like a model to host your draft, all of those things. There are so many options they have for you. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to find out more. Jack? What do you have for us? Um, there <coughs> you better be better be good. This is the last one. By the way, nothing quite like you clearing your throat on the final day. <laughs> nothing quite like waiting until the microphone is turned on for you to clear your throat. That's that's the sign of a future broadcaster. Solid. Yeah. So, the uh, the first thing is um, there was a a little exchange between a big customer and a very large pizza chain so um little caesars i mean i don't know if you're you eat there a lot but not not a regular no not a regular. <laughs> not a regular. <laughs> so um there's a there's a a very big little caesars fan his name is west the ghost that's mm. like his, oh, okay. his name on all of his social media accounts is, it, is his birth name or i don't think his name is the ghost i don't you know, i don't okay. believe it's that's like his a, last is name it a, is it i a, mean that'd be cool is it, it some was. sort of biblical name by chance like no, okay. no, but anyway, West the Ghost um, got a care package from Little Caesars. Oh, that's nice of them. And as he was unboxing it, he, I guess, had the thought of, why don't we video this and see what they sent? Because it was like a mystery box that they sent to their one biggest yeah, supporter. Yeah. In, the entire, in the entire Ghost family. Yeah. Because everyone loves great pizza, right? No, Little, Little Caesars <laughs> is clearly the best. Man, look, man, I'm not knocking any. Whatever they're into, that's what you're into. So it was um, one of the weirdest unboxing videos you've ever seen. And as, as he starts pulling out what comes, what is inside this box is like a little, little alarming. So um, 
he pulls it was a, a TikTok actually he posted and it's actually funny Little Caesars is a TikTok account which has like 300,000 yeah. followers only follows this one person. <laughs> this one guy yeah so okay. they've got they've Gone got a, they've West got a the ghost. really strange relationship it, who is this guy though I think he's just a random person who's like a very big Little Caesars fan and goes maybe all the time okay. I guess and posts about it so um he was unboxing the the package you, he got sent to him, and there was like a nice letter in there. It was like, "Thank you for being such a big customer." Thank you for being a friend. I, I don't know if that song started no, playing. No, it didn't. It should. Yeah. It, they, it sh- you should open the box, and that song right. comes Thank and starts playing. But um, as he starts opening it, he reads a letter, and it's like, "Thank you for being such a big supporter. We wanted to re- like give you back something for." For being uh, for how, like for sponsoring us and and uh, being like a, a big customer. So, as he opens the box and pulls out the next thing, he pulls out a very shocking and it was actually kind of scary if it, if it was sent to use. He pulls out a life size doll that Little Caesars made to resemble Wes the Ghost. What? And 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 in the uh, in the uh, the letter it said at the end it was um, we also stuffed a life size doll. I'm just I'm just seeing this now. Right, it's 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 um, I would have been kind of shocked to get a uh, a doll. I know people like it is it is a, a real fear. People don't like dolls. People don't like clowns. It's kind of like I mean I personally don't have a preference on on dolls or or anything along those lines. But I do know people. People aren't the biggest fans of those, so unboxing that and expecting to, you know, maybe get, maybe they sent you a nice yeah, a good some, pizza, some pizza right, maybe, yeah. maybe it was a fully loaded, like a, a meat pizza with every topping you could think of, but no, they decided to, we'll, we'll give you this little token of appreciation, and we'll give you a doll that looks nothing like you, but we'll say it was like you, and it was inspired wow. like our like our stuffed pizza crust. It is a weird bit. I'm not going to lie. It's a super weird bit. Um... I would not be on the top of the look. I, care packages are weird. I I've gotten a few of these from companies over the years where like if it's a food company or something like that in particular, they don't want to ship you food necessarily because like where is your Glenn Clark life size doll? I mean, yeah, I didn't get one. Of those. <laughs> but like if you walk out there, like Stan's got a life size cutout. Yeah, he does over have here. a life size yeah. cutout. I have this like pile of junk over on what's supposed to be my desk that I've never used. Um, and it includes like at one point a Beta Brewing Company. I'm a I'm I'm a New Orleans. I love New Orleans, okay. and I finally made the pilgrimage a few years ago. I've always drank a Beta beer, back when I drank beer. Um, and one year when I was down in New Orleans, I said we're getting on, we're, we're renting a car, we're driving up the causeway. It's like a little bit more than an hour out of town. We're going to visit the Abita Brewery because I've always wanted to go. And I wrote one year after the Ravens were eliminated from the playoffs. I always do a thing like who should we root for now? And there were a few different local connections to the Saints. It was like Deontay Harris, the Baltimore. I don't remember what all the reasons, but I wrote something where I said, we should all root for the, the Saints. I'm going to go drink and a beat of beer. They came across this column, and they were like, we want to send you something. And I got it, and I was like so excited. A beat of beer knows who I am. And they sent me this package, and it was like Mardi Gras beads. And nice, nice. Like some coasters and a big Abita beer flag. Hope you're listening to this. Uh, I'm like, Abita I'm beer. not a freshman living in a <laughs> dorm, you know? Like, what am I going to do with all of this nonsense? And, like, I still appreciated the gesture, but I was sort of like, could you just send me, like, some Giacomo? Couldn't you just send me, like, a nice purple haze? Like, some, some brews? That would have been a nice thing to do. It was a strange bit that they did. Where they just sent me all these random things, yeah. very similar. 
I'm a big fan of Grillo's Pickles. Love Grillo's Pickles. Everybody knows I'm a pickle man. Well, Grillo's Pickles came across the fact that I'm a big Grillo's Pickles guy. And they, too, reached out and said, we'd like to send you a care package. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to get pickles for the rest of my life. Like, I'm all excited about it. Same bit. Like, a bunch of coasters, a bunch of, like, (laughs) empty Grillo's tubs filled with crap that they had lying around the so office. So basically anything they could do not to give you pickles. And like the thing yeah. is, and I get it, like it's, they don't know if they can, you know, like shipping pickles isn't easy and like how you, like I understand what they're dealing with and they did send me some like coupons for pickles um in there as well. But like my excitement when I got the care package, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm going to get all these pickles. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> and then it was I'm not even it was stickers. It was like legitimately <laughs> yeah, well. A, f- a hundred different Grillo's Pickle stickers. And I was like, again, if I was a freshman in college, I would probably be super stoked about this. Sounds like you're jealous of I'm West not. the Ghost. I'm a little jealous yeah. of West the Ghost. Okay. I kind of think, I think I would have been stoked get a life-size doll like wearing Grillo's Pickle stuff. I think like, it would have sat right behind me in the studio. I would have been absolutely down. This sounds like something we did on one of the shows a long time ago, Glenn, uh, yeah. where you did like one of the fill-in-the-blank things, one of the crazy stories. Oh, uh, yeah, finish this. Right, yes. and, and there, oh, was, it was, like, a creepy there was a guy doll. with a life-size doll behind and, a townhouse. Keep talking for a second. And start, you can even start setting up. I'm going to see if I can find any of the, the random stuff that these people have sent me, but keep talking. So. Okay, I, I think Jack should go on to a second thing, right? That's yeah. That's what we're doing now? I mean, Glenn wants to continue to talk about giveaway items from, like, coasters. He's getting a few of them now. Jack, have you ever received a care package? Um, I mean, not from, like, I a restaurant chain Jack, or anything Jack like that. But celebrity. <laughs> I, I know Jack's just a lot. Like, That's why I What am I supposed to do with this tiny Abita beer sticker? Like, no oh, offense. Love you, you guys. don't put it on your car. Love you guys. But what am I supposed to do? Once upon a time. <laughs> Deck out your computer. With I, lived, yeah. I lived in a dorm. That's a, a very good comparison. Yeah. I lived in a dorm where I had a little mini fridge, and the mini fridge was covered in, like, stickers of bands that, that like, my roommate and I liked. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. I'm not 19. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Okay, uh, keep going. Well, I mean, it, Jack's got a little like Happy Jack sticker on the back oh, of his yeah, computer. You have, you, I got is a that stickers. is that like Jack Daniels or no, did Jack? Is that from the Jack Daniels care package? They just no, decided to send you. Yeah, unfortunately, because you're no. a big celebrity, we know. <laughs> we know that, of course. But. I got a picture of Lamar on the inside. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that's quality right this there. This actually, I got this when I he has his own koozies. apparel. Oh yeah, yeah. Era era Jack, eight, right? Jack, yeah. Here's your going Shameless away plug. gift. <laughs> I got you those koozies. You can take nice. them back to school. And you know what? You can have all the stickers. You know what? There's your payment. I'm gonna let you keep as much of this. You know what? I'm just all, helping clean this. Place all I out. care about yeah. is that you take it with you. That's <laughs> all I care about. If it goes in the dumpster, it goes in the dumpster. But you're gonna take it with you. And look at what else I got you. Oh, I got you. Beads. There's um, the beads. A beta Mardi Gras beads with the Florida delay right there. Look nice. at that. That's you beautiful. can't beat that. You can't beat that. You can use that on Mardi Gras this year. <laughs> Looks like that probably and came off like Etsy right for three dollars. I don't know if you've ever had a beta beer. It's delicious. I stand by that. Like I would do that. What? what okay. This giant ass. <laughs> A beta flag. <laughs> Hang it up in your dorm room window. Don't what, forget. What would I do with that? Hey, Jack's, you know, Jack's going what back to school soon. What would I do soon. with that? Somebody on campus is going to like that, Jack. Congratulations. <laughs> it's yours. There now, you go. I've got other gifts coming to you. Look at these advanced business system coasters. You get those, too. Let's just get I've got so many Wait, gifts. Is, is that another uh, care uh, package? Uh, I, no, these were partners of ours. Oh, got it, got it, got it. It was, wasn't a care package. Yeah, right? Like, like you oh, won yeah, the that, Olympics. Like, you, you were an Olympic runner. <laughs> of course. You've won a medal you for a beta beer. You know what? I'm going to bring in, this is going to be a bit, I'm going to bring in other things from that pile that are going to be yours. <laughs> this is going to be gifts for Jack. Let's do it. By the way, there's a lot of great books out there, actually. I, I keep that pile of books purposely because yeah. like, when people come in, I'm like, by all means, I have them if you'd have, like. Have, like book. have the books. And Gary Stein is the only uh, only person who ever takes any of the books. We so. need more reading in this country. 
I would like it. Like I, most, a lot of them I recommend. I'd say I'd read this. Others I would say never read that in your life. Favorite, never spend favorite, any time with that. Favorite book of all time. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, the Chris Farley Show. It mm, was a okay. really unique uh, thing that his brother did. Um, I want to say around 2007 or so. So well after he passed away. But his brother like literally went and talked to everyone that ever knew Chris. Uh, okay. Okay. And they wrote an actual narrative splicing memories together wow so the book was written with different voices like the first voice would be chris farley's mom starting to tell a story about his upbringing and then they would cut to his dad and they would go back like it was such a wonderful that's amazing yeah also as a tennis fan so i i'm 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 way more a non-fiction guy i've never been a as as a child i love fiction books right like like every other child on the planet i love the witch in the wardrobe like my god um, I never got into the Harry Potter stuff. Never got into that. Not a big cat and hat guy. Uh, I mean, as a child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, as for, I'm a big, I love not. I, the only things I would read now would be nonfiction books, and because I'm such a nerdy tennis fan, Andre Agassi's book taught me more about mental health and tennis than I could have possibly understood when I was a, a younger man. Again, this came out maybe around 2010 or so, maybe nine, something like that. Okay. It taught me an awful lot about the sport that I loved. So I would encourage anybody who likes tennis to read, um, I believe it was called Open, uh, Andre Agassi's book. It was quite good. Sounds about right. All right, number two on the list. Now number I'll get two. you more. I got more stuff for you, Jack. This is You're cleaning up today. <laughs> you want a Scott Shebler bobblehead? You, I swear to God, you'll be the only person you know that has a Scott Shebler bobblehead. Maybe in the world. Then. You might be able to sell uh, this stuff. Not on. the only person in the world. 20,000 people got him at the Reds wow. game that I was at one <laughs> night. But you will be the only person you know for sure. Yeah. That unless you know the writer Patrick Stevens, if you know him, yeah, you won't be the okay. Then there you uh, go, because he was who I went to the game with. Okay. Uh, right. But yeah, I'll. I'm willing. I. I'm. I don't want to. But for you and all the hard work you've done, I will part with my Shebler. Wow. I will do that for you. That's big. All right. It it's a big yeah. step in your in your relationship. <laughs> number two. So uh, number two is that um, seems like J.R. Smith is always finding himself in yeah. spotlight for for things not related to what he really does for a living, which which was a basketball player. I mean, we saw when. He won the uh, the NBA championship. He pretty much spent the next two weeks without a shirt and drinking alcohol. Embarrassed though, like if I had his body, I might Probably. not wear a shirt either. Right. Like I'd I think a lot of people were giving him crap about it. Like the, remember Obama was giving him crap about right. it. I mean, I, the whole I'm thing like, back then, I was like, I, I'm like, I got some rules, man. If you look a certain way, don't wear a shirt. <laughs> yeah. He's on yeah. top of the world. Yeah. Nothing can really, nothing can really, uh, nothing can bring him down at this yeah, point. Exactly. Okay. But he actually is uh, he's kind of making a comeback now. Okay. And not not in basketball, actually. He turns out that oh, he's, yeah, I did he's see a, story. Uh, yes. very big into golf. Okay. And um, so he never he skipped college, came right out of high school into the NBA. So that actually never he never had to like give up his eligibility because he never was enrolled into college. Okay. So he reached out to I guess the NCAA to say like see like hey, like I never went to college. I would like to try and get an experience yeah. in college. And it also turns out he wants to play collegiate golf. That too. would be incredible. So he actually is enrolling at North Carolina AT&T State University. Well, it's just it can't be it's real. North Carolina A&T. Yeah. Like, that's a very, it's a very well known. <laughs> um, it's, an H, it's an HBCU. Yeah. Okay. So that, that also played into, into his decision. They're in the MIAC. So they finished second last year in the uh, their golf conference, mm. which is which is pretty impressive. And he's a, a five handicap. He's been playing golf for wow. like the last decade, and um, he actually attributes a lot of his early early experiences into golf with Moses Malone. Wow. Okay. And they used to go out all the time and, and pick it up and just like have fun with each other and play. And um, 
He's in, he he's got classes starting next week. He nice. starts he starts school on the. I, uh, on I the genuinely 18th. don't know how he wouldn't be eligible, and and yeah, I know um, this is going to sound crazy. I've thought a lot about this because I work at two different colleges, and I never played collegiate athletics, and so I've thought a lot about like if I were to go back to school, could I be eligible to play on the tennis team? Like maybe yeah. I, it's a conversation that came um, up recently. Well, I think it, just because he skipped college as a whole, but like, I think, I if, think you're, if you you, if you enrolled in, if you're in school a, and graduated, but you if have you're a, a student, degree. if you're a student, right? Because the guys go for 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 six years, they transfer to take a master's program, right, things right. along those lines. If you're a student at the school and you didn't use up your four years of eligibility to play a sport. I don't see how I wouldn't elig- be eligible to be on the tennis team. I think, guys, it's time. I'm just telling you. Uh, Stevenson, Loyola, I will open up the recruitment process immediately. If you would like to have me play for your tennis team, I will consider it. Well, I remember it was uh, years ago when Brandon Whedon was in college. He was, I think he, well, he's he, 30 he years finished old. last yeah, season. Like 30. Brandon <laughs> Whedon. Well, hang on. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chris Wanky won the Heisman Trophy at 20. How old was I'm going to figure out how old he was. He was like 26 when he won the Heisman yeah, Trophy. So, I mean, it's not like the craziest thing. Yeah, it's, no, n- it's not out there like no i think that I, much. first of all i actually think it's a very cool story no, I, it is. I, I, it is I appreciate really the cool fact story. that he's doing it at hbcu i have absolutely no issue with it whatsoever i there are there are other stories of people that went to college at older ages that were able to play sports at lower levels frankly maybe jr smith's good enough that he could play at the highest level like could he be. might be able to play i don't know who won the national championship in golf last year who's oklahoma state i know is good they had matthew wolf um, but like, if if he wanted to play there, maybe he'd be good enough to play there. This is what he wants to do. He's doing it at HBCU. I think it's very. Can you imagine cool just story. being a student there on the yeah. golf team and all the yeah, sudden, all the sudden, in, oh, yeah. he was even older than I thought. Chris Winky, Chris Winky won the Heisman Trophy when he was twenty nine. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. When he was twenty, he's old enough to be someone. Years some, old. Someone in college yeah. football, he could be like. Uh, apparently, he hadn't really twenty nine yet. Dad. He was still twenty eight when he won the Heisman Trophy. Twenty eight years old. Well, he would have had. Mm, if, if he's 29 and he's a dad of a guy in college, that would be kind of... Yeah, that math would not work. That math certainly would not work. That's quite problematic. It would be a little... Maybe it's like a Doogie Hauser situation <laughs> somehow. I don't think you're like, you know, yeah. the youngest you could be in college, like 17, so no, that, that math doesn't work. No, that doesn't, math, yeah. definitely does not work. Doesn't Again, work. unless... Unless you're like young Sheldon. Yes, yes. Yeah, some sort of, <laughs> of, of genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, Number three. Yeah, so the third thing is... Uh, so I, I, not, I didn't watch this live, but... Right after it was all over ESPN, and it was one of the most bizarre tennis points I've ever seen in my entire life. So it was uh, Daniil Medvedev was playing oh, yeah. um, Alexander Bublik, uh-huh. and in one of the most bizarre sporting points you could ever have, they were going back and forth. It was like a pretty decent length rally, and then they both are at the net, and Medvedev hits one like it hits a volley pretty hard, and it hits Bublik, but kind of gets his a piece of his racket and goes but back it, over the net it, but it, Medvedev mm. had had thought like oh my god I just I just crushed him yeah and in the middle of the point as the ball is coming back over to the net he like apologized in the middle of the point and said like oh sorry and then had to proceed to hit his shot which eventually led to just an overhand shot and won the point except for the fact that right after the point had ended, the umpire came in and and said that he had actually lost the point because he spoke during what? the play. This is a rule. Wow. And so I didn't actually know this was a rule. I didn't know that you're not allowed to like actually speak yeah. when you're playing in, I didn't a, know in, a, in a tennis. Because you figure like the amount of noise and the grunting and everything that they do yeah. on, on, on every single shot, it's like – 
if you wanted to just substitute those for words, like yes. it's equal as a distraction. So there's a lot here, right? So I, 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 it's tough to truly explain without seeing this how insane it was. When you say hit a volley, he hit a smash. He smashed a point that in the, the dumb and luck way, Bublik just happened to have his racket there and right. it bounced off his racket in order to go back over and keep the point alive. It was a smash that he hit. He felt, tennis players, this, the truth is when you're in those situations, the best thing you can do is try to hit it right at somebody. Right, because if you hit them, it's over. Correct. And you just don't want to do that because you, when you're hitting a smash and you're Daniil Medvedev, who, by the way, is tall on top He's of everything like else, and something miles you, an hour. you could seriously hurt yeah. someone doing this. So he wasn't purposely trying to hit him, and he had no idea the ball had actually gone off the racket. So he knew the rule. He was aware. It wasn't like he suddenly forgot that you're not allowed to talk in the middle of a point. He just genuinely believed the point was over right. because he thought he had hit him and he was being apologetic about it. The rule is very much, and this speaks to what I was talking about Andre Agassi's book. I've talked about this at length. There is no comparison from a mental health standpoint about the game of tennis and any other sport that exists because there is no other sport where you are desolate, where you are on your own on an island. And this is why Agassi's book is so good. People wonder why it is that like Novak Djokovic freaks out so much and acts the way that he does. Part of it is dealing with being a tennis player. You have to spend three-plus hours in these five-set matches in heat by yourself not being able to talk to another human being. It's insane. Yeah. There is no comparison between tennis and any other sport in the way that it taxes you mentally. And I'm not, I've said it a million times. I golf, but I guess you have a caddy. No, you have a caddy. You you can absolutely talk to your, you can talk to anybody you want playing golf. Like you could talk to some guy in the the crowd. You can, yeah, right. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, For my mental, and you, and you regularly do talk to your caddy. You have to talk to your caddy. Yeah. You can't talk to your coach. In tennis, that, which is it's insane. It's a rule I just it's, I, I can't it's understand. It's badass insane. I mean, but and it doesn't forgive Novak Djokovic for for acting petulant, or certainly for what he did at the U.S. Open last year, where he, you know, uh, hit the lady in the neck with a with an errant ball. Like it doesn't forgive that, but it explains a lot of why that stuff exists. Why John McEnroe lost his mind playing tennis. Why grunting exists in tennis. Why some of these things happen because you don't think about how truly nuts. The concept is of having someone go out there in crippling heat and be on their own and have no ability to even talk to somebody. And so they're all aware of the rule. He just didn't. And the other thought that a lot of people in the tennis world had was, hey, yeah, chair umpire, maybe you don't enforce the rule yeah. maybe you just leave it alone this time and it was actually funny right after it right as it happened both guys yeah once, we're, once we're, they once they made sure that not that he wasn't seriously injured or anything right. and got right back up both guys just started laughing and they were like Correct. can you this believe is, yeah. Yeah. and just and, called and, this and, and medvedev was being a bit demonstrative towards the lady that was oh, he's like chair you're, it's gonna be all over yeah, television like, like, yeah, you're gonna that, be that was, it was maybe a little bit much what medvedev was doing but he ended up winning, so at least the point didn't yeah, so have all's much. well that ends well. Um, but, but yeah, it was it was truly bizarre. insane. It was truly especially insane. only because when you think about it, him speaking would have only kind of screwed up himself since the ball was coming back. Yes, he was the next. Correct. He had the next shot, and yeah. it's not. I'm, like I'm, I'm gonna go get some more gifts for. Oh, you know what? Here, <laughs> hang on a second. 
I want you to tell everybody who uh, uh, Tidbit is going to be brought to you by. Got it's it. going to be brought Let's to you it. by, uh, uh, I think it's going to be brought to you by Window Nation. So tell everybody about Window Nation while I go get more. I got more going away presents for Jack. A big, big day for Jack. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a very big day for Jack. He's, it's, it's the end of the road of a, a great internship for Jack. I don't, Jack, can you speak on more of your internship while after I do this live read? But it's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers get an in-home estimate that will be entered to win your home project for free or buy two windows and get two free, plus pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90-NATION. Visit windownation.com. Jack, how was your experience as an internship at Pre- for an internship at Prestox? It was It was great. It was great. Yeah, okay. A ton of fun. I mean, I loved coming in every day and being able to like listen in and, and hear all of the great interviews that took place throughout the, the summer. I wish I wish Kyle was here nice. so I could yeah. say so yeah. I could say thank you one yeah. more time. Um Glenn, if if wherever wherever he is, uh, he's grabbing you parting gifts. I think he's <laughs> he's very. I mean, you're you're getting a Scott Shebler original. I wish more than just me and you could see right, what, what is going on right now. Maybe this camera insane. right here has got. Uh, yeah, got it might some it might be it might be catching. I can pull it up a little bit, but <laughs> Glenn's running around the office grabbing some some great stuff. He's getting T-shirts, uh, water bottles. Probably more coasters, which you can use in your yeah. dorm, right? I mean, I'm assuming. You never have enough coasters. You've got to hang up with that flag in your window because why not? Um, newly turned 21, I got Jack. Bra- I got a brand new necklace. I that's mean, that's a gold, That's an Olympic gold medal, actually. Oh, it could be. Yeah. This is a gorgeous piece of I mean, they, I, piece of I bet it cost them less than a dollar to make it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you got it. It, it looks it looks good on you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a long summer, and Glenn's about to, to give it you everything right now. I these are some, some great parting gifts. Gonna, I think some of these things you actually might like and some of them you're going to roll your is eyes is that a book at, by dick vital we'll get there don't read ahead wow don't i'm just ahead. i'm just i'm just reading the thing i've got for you a press box aberdeen Ironbirds. oh maybe you'll remember who they are i know that was one i, one knew, one. I, I remember, I'll remember who they are a water bottle that was from our 10th anniversary it was from our t- a couple years back so there you go you got Perfect. that right this is this is this is amazing. This one, I know you're a Ravens fan. I think oh. you might like this. This is Stan White's book, If These Walls Could Talk, Stories of the Baltimore Ravens. Nice. That one might be one that you actually might have peruse to give this at some a read point. When I get back to fact, school. You know what? I'll say He's really just giving <laughs> <I just laughs> so you just get anything. Ones. This is a pair of Bret Hart-inspired sunglasses That's that aren't at all sunglasses. It's incredible. like made out of foam. There you go. That's from a uh, wow. friend. This is maybe the most exciting Sharpshooterfunding.com. It has the Bret the Hitman Hart logo on there. Wow. So I'm going to uh, have the most most drip out of anything. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, this seriously. Is, is i got to put these on. I mean... This, I gotta, is a, I gotta this show is a off. t-shirt that celebrates Bradley Bozeman that I'm not allowed to show anymore because we uh, we oh, got a cease and desist not from him from somebody else we weren't allowed to make the t-shirts this, anymore. Let me just zo- is, look at you right I'm now. Just, I'm, just oh my God. Zo- I'm just gonna zoom don't, in on don't this. show that t-shirt because right we uh, we had to stop making them. But uh, that's a that's, I'm just a, lovely, gonna, that's a lovely t-shirt. I'm gonna zoom in a bit on the glasses here because this is a hat celebrating. It's that's a big one. Here's a hat celebrating. I love these people, the Kelly's Dream Foundation. They stopped by to see us not that long ago, so you get a hat celebrating them. That's incredible. This one, this I can't believe I'm parting ways with this. This is in, in this bottles. is no. original. This is my Shebler. This is the Scott Shebler bobblehead. This, this, this is the I traveled to Cincinnati, Ohio mm-hmm. to get this piece, knowing that one day I was going to find someone worthy wow. of the Scott Shebler wow. bobblehead. Are you sure I'm the person though to take on Jack, the responsibility? Jack, I want you to treat this <laughs> like it's like this is your baby. Okay. I want you to know this is a big moment. 
Not most boys do not get Scott Schebler bobblehead for Christmas. Well, I like can't, it does I can't not even open Glenn, it. Glenn, it doesn't happen. Glenn didn't even give it to kids. Yeah, Scott <laughs> I didn't even pass <laughs> this down. I didn't even pass this yeah. down to my kids right. who love bobbleheads. They love by Scott the Schebler. They've too. ruined all the good ones in my house. I, I know all the ones that would have been worth money at some point. They've wrecked all oh, of yeah, them. Yeah. I should have probably given them the Schebler, but I didn't because I knew one day our, our a young Jack would be worth it. A young Paddle would come along. No. You're not going to have anything for the intern next this, year. This. This. I'm not going to have any room for yeah, this. this. <laughs> I've got you the Our Lads NFL Draft 2018 preview uh, oh, book. I've, so, I've been looking for one of these for, so for quite some you time. You can find now. out more about uh, the draft class. You know, of course, who was in the draft class of 2018. Yes, I do. It would be one Lamar Jackson. That could be a that could be a bit of a collector's that item. That draft pick, I don't could think be. it's something I'll never forget. No, I won't forget it either. Uh, won't forget it either. I was Here's in uh, I was in Poland when that, wow. when that okay. trip happened. When that pick you're, took place. You're not a baseball fan the way that we wanted you to be, but that's okay. We've got uh, Dan Connolly's oh, book. Oh yeah, this is a good one. One hundred things Orioles fans should know and do before they die. Forward, forward by, Jim, by Palmer. Jim Palmer. And so that one I'm wow. gonna I'm gonna bestow upon you as well. Maybe you'll uh, learn who the minor league teams are in that book. I'm just you. Uh, you know what? This I I read a good bit of this book because it uh, uh, UMBC is featured prominently. This is oh. uh, John Feinstein's offering, the back roads to march which was all about the uh 2019 ncaa basket i don't remember whatever here it is there you go maybe maybe this, big read. maybe this book's going to inspire i got to read it right before the tournament it's a hefty read i think i think you'll perfect perfect bracket yeah and speaking right. of college basketball books from dick vital the lost season a hypothetical what might have been had there been a 2020 NCAA tournament, I have certainly— Maryland would have won. Um, he didn't have Maryland winning. I, oh. I, I don't want to spoil everything. Mm. I'm not going to tell you who he had winning. But Dick Vitale knows who would have won the NCAA championship that year. I, and he he didn't have Maryland in the, in the championship. Uh, or winning, I don't think. I would read the Feinstein first before you read that one, but that's another gift for you. This one I actually requested. Um, it meant a lot to me. This is the Boys of Hamden wall calendar. <laughs> this uh, this is this, the prize. This is the this, real this, hung this up. Is it. This, this is one, it. you don't have a hair on your ass if you don't hang this one up at school. <laughs> this is it. This is the Boys of I actually love this a great deal. This is a sexy calendar featuring men that you would not expect <laughs> to be featured wow. in a sexy calendar. I actually requested to be a part of the Boys of Hamden wall calendar. Look at that. Look at these guys. I love this. These so are much. like real people. Like yeah, these that. are real people yes. that work right around here uh, that are our neighbors in the Hamden neighborhood. You get a Boys of Calendar, uh, Boys of Hamden wall calendar. This one I actually think you'll be into. A hundred things Maryland fans should know and do before they die. As a Maryland person yourself, this was written by uh, Don Marcus, our friend who used to cover the Terps for the Baltimore Sun. Forward by one Gary Williams. Perhaps you've heard of him. 100 Things Maryland heard, Fans I've Should I've heard know. a couple things about this guy before. Yeah, you Gary might have, heard, might have heard a thing or two about him. Was and, on the show. And as if the glasses weren't enough, you also get a sharpshooter funding <laughs> Make Wrestling Great Again t-shirt. May or may not fit. Yeah. Oh, I almost <laughs> know. Well, Kind of, what size are we looking at here? What are we? What are we doing? Looks like a kid's small. It's a medium. It looks like a schmedium. Uh, okay. You know, I think, uh, haven't think been you, a medium. You in lost quite a lot of time. weight. <laughs> I think you could be a schmedium still. If not, oh, maybe man. you know somebody. Look at all of that. I know that you get 
as parting gifts from your wow. internship with us. Glenn, just don't check the uh, the dumpster about, or the river. Don't don't check <laughs> don't check Jones <laughs> Falls. I don't think I don't think Jack remembers where the key is for the dumpster. Yeah, I don't so. know. I remember where the dumpster is. Though. Yeah, but I don't. You got it's locked. I don't key, think it's in. It's in yeah, yeah. That yeah. room. I hit it. I oh, you hit, hit it. it. Yeah. Oh, you can. Uh, this is this is what this a is quite the I don't know, what the, a the, sh- the Shebler. I'm I'm pretty jealous right now. I don't blame you for being pretty jealous. jealous That's Shebler. You name any other person <laughs> on the planet that owns a Scott Shebler bottle. I can't. I can't. That you are. I do. Yeah, I you do. got I one. Do. You got I, one. I, I, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm proud Shepard. to say I know young Let's Jack. See what they're going <laughs> I'm for. Proud to say. Hang on, so let me wander I'm, I'm gonna over go there. with like a solid seven fifty. Oh, like, like, right what now. it's worth? Yeah, like it's got to be worth like. Let's see. Let's see what I don't. Do bobbleheads Scott, go up in value? Is that? I feel like they do. I feel like they do. Like if we have like a signed nineteen ninety two Cal Ripken bobblehead, like that would be that would be expensive. Like that would be. Let me tell you right now. Oh, this is. This, this one you have to pay t- people yeah, you, to right, take you, it. You'd have to twenty-seven fifty and six dollars in shipping. I was only twenty dollars off and six dollars in shipping for that Scott Shebler bottle. I think that's off. worth it. That is that is something. And you know what? Varying prices. I'm never parting with this. Many are saying it's the it deal means, of a lifetime. I think it's going to mean more to you than it would mean to it's, anyone. It's like trading Trey Mancini. He's just more valuable to you yeah. than he is to everybody else. The <laughs> yeah. Shebler. More valuable to you than it will be on the open market, I yeah. think. Um, um, yeah. I don't think you can match that price. What it means to your heart in reflecting upon your time with us and yeah. the way that we shaped your future <laughs> and what how the Shebler really really represents that, I think it, it would be very difficult for you to part ways with that. Jack, I, I bestow all of this, wow. all of these many, I'm, I'm really this honored. bounty of gifts upon you. I'm honored. You know? I appreciate I, it. I, I, n- normally what we do, normally I get somebody a new car, but I think this will have greater <laughs> sentimental uh, value. Uh-uh. I mean, you, you. Can buy, you can buy the, the new car. This Scott Shebler bobblehead is say, better than any uh, car. Once you, once you uh, sell the Shebler bobblehead. A lot of people have cars, Jack. They don't have. They don't have Scott Shebler hey, they look, don't have Once that. you sell that in 2040 for about you know 20 grand, when it's when it's actually <laughs> worth Scott that. Scott Shebler still playing baseball. This is an honest question that I don't know. Uh, no. Well, maybe on like a minor league. I don't think he's in the major leagues. At this point. I remember being at Brian Mattis bobblehead night when Brian Mattis was mm. starting for the Norfolk Tides because okay. he had been sent back down. So like 2009 before his own bobblehead night. I remember oh, being wow. at that game and the butt awkwardness of all of it. Wow. Scott Shebler is uh he's in the uh, he's in the Angels system. Oh, is he? Okay. okay. There we go. Is he with the Angels, however, is the question. Probably and not. Well, he, uh, wait, 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 wait. Um, uh, on May 8th, Shebler was sent out. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. On June 28th, Shebler's contract was selected That's big. by the Angels. Uh, stuff the stuff is dropping. It's unrelated. Stuff right, is right. dropping quickly here. Uh, Shebler went one for seven in three games before he was designated as for assignment oh, again on I'm, July 3rd. Scott Shebler had a hit. In Major League Baseball this did, season. Yeah, did. did you? No. Yeah, thank you very well, much. He, he's one of the only people at own one. So that's Correct. About, that's about, very, as, about a, as cool as I'd getting a Major League better. Baseball I'd hit. say it's even better than getting a hit. I can't believe the Orioles can claim Scott Shebler. Kind of uh, surprised, too. I'm being honest that about that. Kind of surprised, too. I uh, appreciate all your hard work this thank semester, you. Jack. I appreciate, appreciate all of your hard work and uh, look forward to seeing what's ahead for you in the future. And uh, Jack will be available for hire because he uh, failed his exams, <laughs> so he will be available. As at this point, he will not be able to go back to school. Yeah, there right, is no point right. to it. If you want to hire him to maybe do some uh, some painting or something along those lines, that's that's going to be his path after failing his exam. Great work. Great work. Look forward to seeing what's, uh, what's next for you in your uh, pursuits. Tidbit, you already did the sponsor. Go ahead and give me the tidbit. Yes. We're running, we've run light a lot this week. I'll go, real, week. I'll I'm go so real quick sorry. on this one. So yeah. 
as of I believe Thursday, uh, Fangraphs has updated their uh, farm system rankings. The, the MLB farm system rankings. Yes. The Orioles now come in at number one on the Fangraphs farm system rankings, which is the first time they've ever held that crown. Um, this is coming after they were 26th before 2019. You see all these uh, gifts that I gave Jack, John. You see all these <laughs> wonderful things that I'm giving him to, to say thank you this for is his interest. You think you know anybody else who owns a Scott Shevler bobblehead? You know anybody on the planet who owns one of those? That's that's one of a no. kind. That's one of a kind that we're doing. Yeah. You have any? Uh, I know a press box certainly cares a great deal about what uh, what Jack offered this summer. Really. Would you like? Oh, okay. But would you like to offer any gifts? Anything that you'd like to? Let's see if you've got anything for Jack. Oh man, maybe. this is this see. is. Anyway, um, a bounty. But before 2019, the Orioles came in at number 26 on their farm systems. But then, after the 2019 draft, move up to 10th. Uh, they came in at 15th pre 2020. Then moved up to 10th again uh, post draft. And then finally, moving to seventh uh, pre 2021, now at number one on the throw, and the Baltimore Orioles have the best farm system. I, th- in I mean, baseball. the real the real question though is like, if at whatever point Brett Adley Rushman gets called up, how far does it's, that alone yeah, drop it, them it's on like the rankings? Immediately, like yeah. one to nine, right, probably. Something but like yeah, that. The, seventy future. We're value. number one, babe. When do we throw the parade? I I'm ready to throw it right now. I think we start. Um, Trivia. Yes. Are we on to trivia? Okay. Sure. Why not? So I had to do something Chris Davis related because okay. I feel like it's only it's only sure. timely. Sure. Um, so six different times. It's, it's a weirdly worded question. So stay with me. Mm. Um, six different times. Chris Davis led all of the major leagues in a stat. Now they're different stats. Some of them are the same, but six different times Chris Davis led the major leagues in a stat. What were the six different stats? Um, strikeouts for sure. Strikeouts. Yes. How many times? Uh, um, four times. Twice. He led them in oh, twice. Yeah, what a, so what not, a disappointment. Not, not he too is. bad. Not too bad. Uh, home runs. He did lead them in home runs twice. Okay. So there's two more that we're looking for? We're looking for two more. These are the hardest ones right here. Uh, I don't think it was ever walks. No, that is certainly not it. Not it. Slugging. Did not lead them in slugging. RBI? RBI was one year, yes. Okay. He did He did lead was RBI. Was the year that he hit 53 home runs? Uh, I don't year? believe so, no. Really? I don't believe That's so. Bad. I want to say it was a year after that. And... This is not. This is the hardest one of them all right here. Hardest one of them doubles? all. Doubles? Not doubles. Mm. If it helps. If you need a hit. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's achieved by hitting a lot of home runs. It can be achieved. It can be achieved by hitting a lot of doubles, triples, too. Slugging. Not slugging. <laughs> no. On base percentage? Not on base percentage. Oh, um, total bases. Total bases. Total Chris bases. Davis led the major leagues in total bases. But, hey, I, I thought we, we had to thing. do something Chris Davis related. This is the only thing that I find interesting about him. Um, outside of <laughs> saying, hey, in 2013, how many home runs did Chris Davis hit or something? Well, so. I mean, I do. I, I, I would have <laughs> yeah, right. gotten that right. Pretty well, quickly. Oh, do you have something for young Jack? Do you have... Oh yeah, what do you got? What do you got over there? You have a. Oh, Looney's. There's wow. one of those in College Park. I do know that there is a Looney's in College Park, so you'll be able to. Uh, I have no idea how much this gift card is. It could be worth. <laughs> now that he's used, that's kind of magical. He's used twenty four to twenty five dollars on the. It could card. be worth anything. Yeah, it really sure. could. Right. Like a hundred. I mean, like that. That's that's kind of magical. You never know. So you might have a. You, you you might have a lot of loonies, <laughs> you might have a little bit of loonies. But you the, you never know. Yeah. Oh, the fun oh, never man. stops. The fun never stops. This is forty dollars. Forty dollars. Next time you're in Annapolis, to to, to the Anna- Oh, I actually like the Annapolis Smokehouse. Okay. That's a cool place. That's worth a trip to Annapolis to use that uh, those gift cards. The Annapolis Smokehouse. Look at that. The only way you get 
tributes from us is to leave. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. We <laughs> never. That's not true. You gave him a, a Royal Farms card not that long ago. Yeah. You did, and he wasn't leaving. No yet. small T-shirts for Jack. No small T-shirts. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you had some goofy stuff to give him too. I was kind of hoping that you might have something. Goofy. So we're gonna keep the show going for about another ten minutes. No, we got to We got to We got to We got to wrap up. All right, uh, let's get. <laughs> he's gonna give him the stand the fan cut. <laughs> Take it back, put it in your dorm room. All right, uh, tubular is brought to you today. Who have I not done a read for? I can't even tell you how many Zach. times I've walked outside the studio it and thought really someone is, was standing in front of me. Uh, you know the the problem too is that sometimes when we do like long days and we do like a, a mm-hmm. when there's a football game at night and we do project game day. Yeah. I I'll leave the lights off from when I was in earlier. Oh, and yeah. The lights will never be on, and so I'll I'll turn these lights off. As I'm leaving the studio, and I'll walk out, and I'll be like, "What? Oh, it's just stand <laughs> just, the fan. Just stand the fan. Just cut stand out. the fan. Totally hanging no, out. Totally normal. Uh, tubular is brought to you by the Purple Takeover coming to the Maryland State Fair. Get your tickets. Great eights memorabilia dot com. That is ten current, future, and former Baltimore football stars: Lenny Moore, Adafe Owe, Hollywood Brown, Ronnie Stanley, Ben Cleveland, and more. Again, get your picture and autograph tickets. Great eights memorabilia.com. That's the word great, the number eight, the letter S memorabilia.com. Um, not a lot going on this weekend that matters. The Orioles are playing the Red Sox. I if you're if you're into I will be miser- I will be watching. God, you oh yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight at seven on Mass and Spencer Watkins and Nick Pavetta. Tomorrow at four, uh, Jorge Lopez and Chris Sale. Sunday at one, whoever against Eduardo Rodriguez, the former Orioles farmhand. Of course, the Ravens tomorrow night on WBAL uh, with our friends uh, Mike Nolan and Rod Woodson helping on the broadcast with Jerry Sandusky. Everything else, just go to GlennClarkRadio.com and find it there. Besides the new episode of Ted Lasso, anything that stands out non-sports-wise? Yeah, I mean, we got a, we got Gold Rush on Discovery at 8 o'clock. Oh, you can't miss Gold you can't, Rush. You, you can't, can't miss Gold Rush. Rush. It's truly a not, I can't miss show. And then we got Love Island on CBS at 9 o'clock. Apparently a popular show. I haven't seen it, though. I, I will believe you. I, I just heard about something called F-Boy Island. And that That's would, a show. That sounds like something I would I never actually, watch. Oh, I think that I might actually enjoy that a really? little bit if I were to. I okay. love trash. <laughs> not I, I, like, I, to I, some I, extent. I love trash. To some a, extent. It's a classic I quote. love trash. Okay. All right. Uh, very good. Hey, Jack, thank you. Really appreciate all your hard work all summer long. You thank did a great you. job, pal. Looking forward to seeing what's ahead for you. Zach, you and Paul will be back tomorrow morning talking baseball on the bat around. Yes, we will. Uh, we will be there. And then on Monday, I will be here with Kyle. That's right. You and Kyle on Monday as I will be down. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday, but I will be away on Monday. Oh, oh, what'd you come up with? What'd you come up with? Hang on a second. Right? Wants to be a professional. <laughs> Nobody. A portfolio. A press box portfolio that you can take with you to interviews. That this is awesome. big. Wow. And. And the only press box T-shirt we the on- left that is. That an is orange. Both, makes him look like a road cone. Yeah. Uh, it makes and, him look like a road cone. And it's a double XL. A double XL. That'll press fit. box T-shirt. If a couple years back, I would My God, it'll, it'll look at sh- all. It'll, it'll shrink in the wash. It's okay. <laughs> it'll By the way, you don't need to go Christmas shopping this year. No. You'll be able. I've to, got all the gifts. You'll be able to. I mean, obviously, you're keeping the Chevrolet. This was on my yeah, list. Yes, well, listen, listen. Yeah. But everybody else can have the John Feinstein book. You know, you know someone in your life that loves basketball. John Feinstein is one of the most yeah. respected authors in the world. You'll find somebody who wants that. The, the, this is what a day. I what I, a wow. day. You're, you're just going to open your mailbox one day, and he'll, he'll have sent you back the Scotch Shovel <laughs> yeah. bobblehead for Christmas, and I, that, that'll I, be your best, I, best day I, of life. You know what? I don't think he'll ever part ways with the Scotch Shovel. You might not want to. It's you the, might not the want to. I don't think I can. The Shoveler is art. 
All right. Uh, thanks to uh, Jim Miller. Thanks to Bo Smolka. We'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the Urch tab at glennclarkradio.com today. Um, uh, Jeremy will be with them on Monday. Mm-hmm. I will have an interview with Buck Showalter that will air on uh, yep. Monday's show. That's coming up um, on Monday on the show. And, of course, tomorrow morning. You guys have any, any idea what's coming up tomorrow morning? Uh, yes, we do have Andrew Dashbach uh, from the Aberdeen Ironbirds Very on cool. tomorrow morning. And uh, Rich Dubrow from BaltimoreBaseball.com right. joining us tomorrow morning. Very and, of course, good. Stan the Fan. As All always. right. Very good. That's tomorrow morning on the bat around 10 to noon. Same locations. Thanks, everybody. Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the BMW Championship, the Maryland Five Star, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealers, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Kay Ottenheimer. Thanks to Zach. Follow him on Twitter, at... OriolesFan68. Still needs to be changed. It will be changed by Monday no morning. Bloody sa- you don't it, have to. I'm well, not I going to force like you to. I'm not so, going to hey. force you to change it. It just makes no bloody I, sense. I, I was not on Glenn Clark Radio in 2015, so that's, that's the reason for this. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, thanks also to, uh, to Jack for all of his hard work. Uh, have a great weekend. Go Birds. I don't care how the Ravens do. Just don't get hurt. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.